Let's check in one last time with Chris Roush. Well, Washburn won the toss. They elected to defer to the second half. Western gets the ball first. I'm curious, will West Washburn actually kick off to Trey Vavil, or will they try to get away from him too? Our kickoff is brought to by the St. Joseph Convention and Visitors Bureau with state-of-the-art facilities, great restaurants, and a variety of lodging options. St. Joe is the perfect spot for your next sporting event, convention, meeting, or reunion. Give them a call at 800-785-0360. Trey Babble is back deep. Shamar Griffith is shorter at about the 15-yard line and set to kick things off for Washburn as their kicker, Cameron Lake. But Brett Easley, Chris Roush, I am Dave Riggert. Griffins will move left to right in their white road uniforms. They've got the white helmets, the white jerseys, and the white pants today. It's a whiteout for the Griffins. Ichabods in their alternate gray tops. They've got the blue helmets and the blue pants. Washburn will kick off right to left as we view it. Cameron Lake approaches the football, and the freshman swings it through, and here we go. Trey Vavil will get a chance. He will get this about two yards deep between the hash marks to the 10 to the 15. Here comes Trey Vavil. He's through the 25, spins off a defender, but two flags come out, and the Griffins will likely start inside their own 20 as Vavil got out near the 30-yard line, but two flags on the return, and it's going to be a hold at the 20-yard line, and the Griffins will begin from their own 10-yard line. That'll be first and 10 for Wyatt Steigerwald. No fear from this Washburn kickoff coverage team. They Kicked right to him, had it covered well. Flags litter the field, and a referee today, Mr. Dwight Leanblick. A veteran official. You bet. Dwight has uh, called national championship games and is one of the very best that this league has to offer. There were two holds. So there were two holding penalties against the Griffins. One will be declined, one will be accepted, obviously, and Griffins backed up on their own end. There is a little bit of wind. Is it much of a factor down there, Chris? No, not so there's not too much wind so far in this ball game. Again, that bowl effect is really kind of keeping the wind above everything, too. It's in the face. What wind there is is in the face of Wyatt Steigerwald and the Griffin offense. The sun has now shined upon our football game as it shines on the first play of this contest. Griffins will throw it on first down. There's a spiral to the near side right. Going to complete to Devon Holmes. He'll spin to the 16-yard line. He was the inside receiver of the trips on this near side right. Just a quick out, and he'll pick up six on first down. Ten different receivers caught one pass last week. And again, Devon Holmes, the favorite target of Wyatt Steigerwald, getting him involved early. Griffins going tempo after this seven-yard first down game. From the 16-yard line. It is Shamar Griffith, the back behind Steigerwald. Two receivers to the far side left, including Cooper Burton handoff. No, he's going to keep the football. Now fire over the middle. Wide open Burton to the 35, to the 40, and he gets spun down from behind across the 45-yard line. Tackle of the 46. A 30-yard completion to Cooper Burton, and just like that, two pass plays, and the Griffins near midfield. I really like that look. Again, Griffins going quick again. Wyatt Steigerwald, the RPO, pulled it back from Shamar Griffith. Could have run the ball, but Cooper Burton on the drag. Beautiful pitch and catch. And Jaden Richardson is the other receiver on the far side left, so some youngsters out there, all retro freshmen. They're going to go with a halfback pass. Throw up for grabs, and it's going to be pass interference as they got to Cooper Burton. He slung one up high and deep to Devon Holmes, and he got hit by the safety Kevin Neal Jr. way early. They're both down right now. Devon's going to get up, but it will be a pass interference, and that was an easy call. They bit on the run to Cooper Burton, and he threw it deep, and the Griffins will get 15 yards right here. I like the call. How about those tricky Griffins? We (laughs) saw a little bit of trickery last week, but uh, again, as Dave Brown has shown, he likes to come out early. He likes to put pressure on the defense and throw the ball deep. 
unlikely person that was going to throw it deep there in Cooper Burton, but Devon Holmes was open. Just not a great throw from Burton, but uh, again, going to be pass interference. Griffins will have the ball in Washburn territory, and the Washburn safety just got up. And again, he's their leading tackler, so he would be a loss if he can't continue. And and Chris, we saw Cooper Burton in high school at Benton High School be a quarterback, throw the football a bunch, so not a huge surprise that he was throwing the football that time. That's one of those guys that we know that can do a lot of different things. He's good in the passing attack. I mean, we were talking about it down here on the sideline. A few of us were that it wasn't surprised that Cooper would be the guy in the halfback pass because he does have an arm. He had to use it a lot when he was up Benton on the south side. Oh, Neal comes off the football field. So now will the Griffins possibly maybe pick on his replacement? Peyton Lane, a guy that's going to come in and replace him right now. The Griffins will... Have a two tight end set, two receivers to the far side left. Devon Holmes limped off the field. It looks like he's okay. Luke Vang, the tight end detachment here on the near side, right from the 39-yard line in Washburn territory. Now Blake Brown, the other tight end, comes in motion as a wing on the near side. Right, going to throw the football, and under pressure is White, going to throw it out of bounds. Good decision by Steigerwald. They wanted a bubble screen to the left to Cooper Burton. It was defended well. He had pressure in his face, and White backpilling just slings to the sideline to live to play another down. Will Jones, the defensive tackle, 6'2", 235, a senior from Topeka, Kansas, by way of Hutch Community College, was right in White Steigerwald's face. Again, a lot of short, quick, bullet-type passes. That timing was there, but it was covered. The pressure had a lot to do with that. Good decision by Wyatt to throw it away. Devon Holmes back in the football game. Three receivers far side left. A screen set up to Shamor, and they've got it set up beautifully. Here comes Shamor to the 35, and he gets hit at the 34, and a great tackle one-on-one. And coming over to make the stop was K.J. Turner, the corner, to help make the stop. But a gain of five, and it looked like there could be a lot more than that. Right call. He needed one more block from Luke Vang, and unfortunately the uh, the guy that Vang was supposed to block was K.J. Turner. The safety again came up and support and took what could have been maybe a touchdown and only turned it into a five-yard gain. Third and five from the 34. This might be fourth down, four down territory right Griff's here. Griff's on third down. They're fifth in the league at 43.9%. They led the league last year at 41%. Here's Markel Smith in the football game. He gets his first carry. A cutback run, and he can't break a tackle. A lose. Now get back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be fourth down and five now. And will they try a 51-yard field goal or go for it? Looks like they will go for it here on a fourth and five on the opening drive that the game through in 10-yard lines. The snap was not good. Hayden Eniger bounced that back to Wyatt Steigerwald. Through the timing of that playoff, just enough. Markel Smith, no gain on the play. Fourth and five. Griffin's definitely going to go for it here. Going to stay with two receivers. The two redshirt freshmen, Jaden Richardson and Devon Holmes. They've got three receivers. Two of them are tight ends here on the near side right, just off the right tackle, Swig Colbert. Markel Smith will stay in the game and shift to the right of Steigerwald. Wyatt going to drop back to throw the football. Looks, he will take off and run. He will tuck it, and he will dive for the first down. Wyatt Steigerwald gets to the 29. He may have dove a little early. It depends on the spot, but they will give him a first down, and Missouri Western moves the chains with Wyatt's feet. I'll tell you this. If we have the ability to review plays, Craig Schurig has that red flag out. I think Wyatt dove a little bit earlier than he needed to. Nevertheless, no replay at this level. That's a first down. Good job by Wyatt to see the gap up the middle and keep the chains moving. And Craig Schurg is in the ear of the linesman right here about where the spot should have been. They'll stay with two wings. They're the two tight ends, Vang and Brow. One receiver each way for Steigerwald. He's going to change the play to the line of scrimmage. First and 10 from the 29. Hand off to Markel Smith. A cutback run and a good tackle by Kevin Neal. Just came back into the football game for only a one-yard gain. It was supposed to go right. Cut back by Markel. Not much running room there early on from the couple of runs they've had. It'll be second and nine for the Griffins. Well, when you're a defense that does not stop the run well 
and you want to try to stop the run, you're going to overcommit. Washburn with eight guys in the box that time, all fleeting to the football, and they hold Markel Smith to a minimal game. Now, when you do that, that opens up the field downfield for big plays. Let's see what, what, what transpires here. Steigerwald with three receivers this time as Cooper Burton has checked back into the football game. Steigerwald with a three-step drop. Looks deep down the football field. Will take off to the near side. Keep it alive. A bullet toward the end zone. And it'll be caught by Jaden Richardson in the back of the end zone. A juggling grab. He keeps his feet in bounds. Touchdown, Griffins! What a grab by Jaden Richardson. What a grab. It starts with protection. Beautiful pocket. Wyatt Steigerwald had four and five seconds to survey down the field. He stepped up. Jaden Richardson was not open, Dave. He was double covered, but, but Wyatt Steigerwald put that pass in only a position he could catch it, and that ball was tipped three and four times. And how about the concentration from Jaden Richardson? Just a redshirt freshman. What a catch. Griff's on the board first. Had his first career catch for 17 yards a week ago. Gets his first career touchdown today. Opening drive goes 90 yards, 11-26 to go here in the opening quarters. Missouri Western 7 and Washburn nothing. As we continue from Topeka, this is Missouri Western Football on the Griffin Sports Network. Here's the kickoff from Sam Avilas as we continue from Topeka back inside the Eastville Shopping Center broadcast booth to the 9-yard line. It'll be Letcher from the nine outside the numbers. He makes the first man miss, and he's ran one back for a touchdown. These are probably the two best return guys in the Hamad Hebelay with Trey Vavil and J.J. Letcher. He'll get it back to the 32 between the numbers and the hash mark, and Washburn will have their offense out there for the first time. And it looks like we are going to see, we are going to see Chaz Caps. It will not be Mitch Schurg today. This is their third string quarterback who last took a meaningful snap in junior college in 2016. He's a sophomore eligibility-wise. This year, one for one, 10 yards. He's from Wichita, went to Hutch, and played back in 2016. We'll talk about those numbers in a second handoff to their running back, and this is their top back, their top rusher, Taylon Peters, a true freshman for no gain. Anthony Williams gobbles him up for no gain on the right side, but Chaz Caps gets the start today. Well, and when you put a quarterback out there that hasn't taken a meaningful snap since 2016 and realistically you don't expect him to play, I would expect a lot of what we just saw. A lot of runs, a lot of runs up the middle and that's a good sign. Anthony Williams a good tackle for a minimal game. Mitch Schurig warming up but not able to go. Here's Talon Peters again and he gets clobbered from by Isaiah Davis this time. It will be a four-yard game between the tackles but Isaiah Davis steps up and makes the stop. He is in there at linebacker in place of Evan Schnell. He's actually They've got all three linebackers in the football game right now. They kind of went with a 3-3 look defensively with three backers out there. Back to Chaz Caps in 2016. For Hutch, he played in five games. 32 out of 77, 41%, 369 yards with two touchdowns and five interceptions. Not great numbers. Here's a handoff to Letcher on a fly sweep. Devin Burrell trips him up, can't get the tackle. He's got a first down, lost the football. Sam Webb scoops it up, and he's got it. And they let him run across the 40 to the 35-yard line, and Sam Webb will have the football. I think they'll blow it down to the 45, but a great tackle and strip by Sam Webb. Turnover, Missouri Western gets the football in Washburn territory. What a start for this Griffin defense. Again, it looked as if... James Letcher was going to move the chains. But how about Sam Webb? Again, we know he can cover. We've seen him make some very good open field tackles this year, and that time he just ripped the ball right away from James Letcher. Dwight Niebling and crew talking about the spot. I don't think there's any question about whether or not this was a fumble. Yeah, he'll put a bag of the 45, but I think that's the right call. He was down when he recovered the football, but the Griffins will still take over in Ichabod territory. 
They take the football away. That's been an issue for Washburn. They have 14 turnovers coming into the game in four games. Seven against Lincoln. They are minus four in the turnover category. Griffins are minus two this year. But that has been an issue all year long for Washburn, and it's bit them here in this opening quarter. Griffin's forced just one turnover last week. They're already off to one, one possession, one turnover here. Griffin started in Ichabod territory. Griffin's moving left to right. They're all white uniforms. 10-09 to go, first quarter, 7-0. Missouri Western play action pass. They want to go deep down the football field for Damon Wheeler, Jr. High, wobbly ball out there and nearly intercepted. It was almost caught as well, and a juggled kneel was back there. Also, the corner here on this near sideline was K.J. Turner. Took his shot, covered well by Washburn that time, second and ten. Dave, first time this season, as Chris Rouch highlighted off-air, that the Griffins scored on their first possession. How do you do it? Unique that we're right next to the Griffin coaching box. I am literally standing right next to Dave Brown. The only thing that separates us is the plexiglass, and most offensive coaches script the first 15. Dave Brown, no exception. Looking at that, he's got his finger in the box of the script, about nine red check marks in it. Here's a handoff to Markel Smith. He's got a hole breaking a tackle across the 40-yard line right between the hash marks as he gets to the 39-yard line for a gain of seven. We'll set up a third down and three with 9.50 to go here in this opening quarter. 7 nothing Missouri Western. Well, knowing Chaz Caps is going to play quarterback for Washburn today, how big would it be if this Griffin offense could jump out to a 14-0, nothing, 21-0 lead? Chaz Caps, a guy this Washburn offense cannot afford to play from behind today. We didn't see Deron Thompson last week. He was banged up, got hurt against Central Missouri. He is back in the uniform today and in the backfield now. But they're going to throw the football. Here comes the pressure, and they swing it out to Duran. He's got space to the near side and gets tackled out of bounds after a first down completion to the 35-yard line. Good recognition again by Steigerwald. The blitz came, dumped it off to Duran Thompson. He makes the catch, his first catch of the season, and it goes for a first down. Well, right call. Again, Duran's the hot read there, and good for Wyatt to, to recognize that blitz, get it out quick, and for Duran Thompson to realize where the sticks were. Again, he could have cut up field. I'm not sure that was his best route to the first down marker. Instead, he went to the sideline. Griff's another first down. Markel Smith checks back in. Two tight ends. One attached here on the near side right. Here's a run to Markel. He's high steps through a defender. Cuts up inside of the 30. Stays on his feet and spins to the 30-yard line for a five-yard pickup just outside the numbers. And Swig Colbert blocked Brad Breckenridge to the Washburn sideline that time. Helped pave the way for a five-yard gain. Now Shamar will check in for Markel Smith, but second and five for Missouri West. It's a longer developing running play. Wyatt Steigerwald handed off to Markel's left. He cut back to the right. Very rare that the first tackler brings Markel down. That time it was an ankle tackle. He broke, spurned ahead for a nice five-yard gain. Two receivers to the far side left. One to the near side right is Devon Holmes. Steigerwald, here's a give to Shamar Griffith. He has a big hole, spins, but can't break the tackle. Good solid tackle that time by Shannon Ross. He makes the stop, one of their safeties. It'll be a gain of three, and now third and two for Missouri Western at the 27 of Washburn. This is a Washburn defensive line that has been aggressive, flying all over the place, taking some chances. That time, both DNs were flying up the field. Looked like maybe there's a little bit more there for Shamar Griffith, but a good tackle by the Washburn uh, secondary, and now the Griffins have third and short again. Third and two from the Ichabod 27. Washburn brings their heavy personnel into the football game. Griffins have two tight ends, two receivers. It's Damon Wheeler and Jaden Richardson to the near side right. Deron Thompson in the back here on third down again. The Griffins on third down are one for two. They convert one on this drive. A handoff to Deron to the outside. A big hole to the 20. There goes Deron Thompson to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Missouri.
Missouri Western to Ron Thompson from 27 yards away. Touchdown, Griffin. Washburn absolutely loaded the box. You mentioned they brought the big package in. They had nine, ten guys in the box thinking that was going to go straight up the middle. It was a run, but Deron Thompson, your third down back, cut it outside. There was no gray shirt there, and Deron Thompson turned on the Jets. Griffin's two possessions, two touchdowns. Griff's a big lead, but hate to see one of our offensive linemen down, Dave. Chris, can you see who that is? It's hard to tell from our angle. Yeah, I'm trying to get the number two. I'm just trying to Jared figure out. Is it yeah, Jared I think it's 74, yeah. yeah that'd be Jared DeVoe, the left tackle. Hayden Eatinger was checking on him. He's 75, Jacob Olson, so that is DeVoe. He's going to get up and walk off under his own power. Now jog off. That's a really good sign. So he doesn't need any help. He's going to jog off under his own power. And what a start for the Griffins. They get a touchdown on the opening draft for the first time this year. A turnover forced. Haven't done that a ton this year. Now they get another touchdown drive they convert a couple of third downs on the drive this offense has been efficient so far what a start on the road well take advantage of a struggling defense game's been beautifully called so far we've seen nice balance we've seen shots down the field we've seen smash mouth up the middle and we've seen quick backs to the outside kick is up by sam avilas and he has not missed a pat in his career seven and a half to go we're halfway through the opening quarter it's missouri western 14 and Washburn nothing. You're listening to Missouri Western Football on the Griffin Sports Network. Back inside the Eastall Shopping Center broadcast booth along with Brett Easy, I am Dave Rigger. Let's check in with Chris Rash real quick before the kickoff. So, Brett, you talked about it earlier that the Griffins went down and scored in the first time on their opening drive. Now you have back-to-back scoring drives there to begin the game. That's what Coach Williamson's talked about, coming out you know, fast, not just waiting or not playing behind the eight ball. This group's come out and played fast today so far. We haven't seen that from this offense this season. Now we're starting to see with the potential of this group. We've seen the second-half comebacks for this team, but you're right, we haven't seen it here in the first half. Great kick to the one coffin corner far side row. Far side of the field. Here comes Letcher across the field, and Anthony Williams just waiting for him at the 17-yard line makes the tackle. Again, when they had the setup, the return set up to the near side left, the kick to the far side right. Beautiful kick that time by Sam Avilas on the kickoff and good special teams coverage. He had to run about 35 <laughs> yards least. to reverse his field and did break a couple of tackles, but wasn't getting away from Anthony Williams. Washburn will take over in poor field position, first and 10 from their own 17. Okay, Griffin defense, what did we see from Washburn on that first possession? Three straight runs and a turnover. Let's keep on keeping on here. Griffin's going to go 4-3 again. They'll bring a safety out. Isaiah Davis will come in. Reggie Certain is one of the other safeties right now. Here's a swing pass. This will be a running play, I believe. This was a behind-the-line of scrimmage. Taylor Peters has a head of steam, and it's a first down outside the numbers, just inside the boundary. He will get all the way out to the 33-yard line for a gain of 16 yards. And for a quarterback that's all inexperienced, short pass is probably the key for him. Well, again, I I have a hard time believing you're going to see much of anything downfield unless it is just a designed go route and that a pass, backwards pass that got to the boundary. Griffins have had a hard time defending that. Here's a fake handoff and running to the far side right. It's going to be forced to the boundary by Tyler Baskin. Reggie Certain, good job to force caps that way. That year when he did play for Hutchinson Community College back in 2016, Chaz Caps did run the football 20 times for 21 yards, so not a huge threat to run the football. Now their backup QB, Ian Trapp, was, but he broke his foot last week against Central Missouri. He looks the part, 6'3", 215. Pretty Mm -hmm. good target back there, but again, there's a reason he's the third guy on your depth chart. Here's a quarterback draw, and it's got a big hole. He's got a first down, so I say he can't run the football. They set up a draw for him. 
Griffins were not expecting it. Devin Burrell, Reggie Certain make the tackle, but now he's up to the 47-yard line. They'll move the chains and back-to-back first downs on the drive that began from their own 17-yard line. The Squashburn offensive line, they do have some beef. They've got 6'3", 3'10", 6'6", 3'15", 6'3", 6'4", 3'10", and 6'3", 2'75". So they can move the pile in the running game. Here's a handoff around the near side left. It's wide open again. Devin Burrell gets blocked. He claims it was from behind. Trey Vavil's in there to make the tackle at the 37-yard line for a gain of 20. Big chunks of yards now. We saw this at Northeastern State a little bit last week. Almost out of position that time, and Talon Peters was not touched until he was down to the 37. Well, Griffiths have stayed in base, so they're not overcommitting to the run, and it's more of the same on the perimeter for opposing offenses. Just nothing able to be sealed out there and a ton of running room. 4-2-5 now, high snap for Chaz Caps. He gets clobbered, throws it deep on the near sideline, and great coverage by D.J. Sturgis intended for Colin Wilson, but Marquis Caldwell got in there and knocked down Chaz Caps. You can still see his shoulder pads exposed right now, took a big hit but he was almost untouched and made him throw it earlier than what he wanted to. Snap was high, number one, so Caps had to go up and get it, and Marquise Caldwell came unblocked and got right in Chaz Caps's grill. And again, that was a deep pass, but that was a design deep pass. Caps knew where that ball was going, even if it was open or not. The coverage was good by D.J. Sturgis, second and ten from the Griffin 38. Tariq Stewart out there at one of the corner spots, redshirt freshman. Going to throw it again, quick pass behind the line of scrimmage. It will be forward, though, and good coverage by D.J. Sturgis. They throw it quickly to Hunter Browning, who led them in rushing a year ago, now playing receiver. He gets no gain at the line of scrimmage because D.J. Sturgis read that beautifully and makes the one-on-one tackle. Another quick hitter, D.J. Sturgis blew that up. And for Browning, 5'11", the sophomore from here in Topeka, went to Washburn Rural High School. It is a minimal gain. Okay. Third and long, Dave Brigger. This uh, defensive line ought to be licking their chops right here. Let's see if Arnold Creighton can get back there. They're going to go three down linemen right now, so they bring in an extra defensive back. They'll go with their dime defense right now. Here comes some pressure, though, from the outside. And they're going to roll out right side. It's going to be thrown behind Colin Wilson, and coverage was Tariq Stewart. Boy, a good ball probably gets a first down right there, but thrown behind Wilson. It's incomplete. Now fourth and ten, the football at the 37 in Griffin Territory. Looks like they may try and go for this one. Good look from Justin Richter right there. Looked like they were going to drop eight, and instead it was a disguised blitz. And Washburn had the right play call on. They rolled the pocket out to the right, but just a bad throw by Caps. Huge opportunity for this Griffin D. Fourth and ten, Bods go for it. Four receivers, two each way, and there's some movement. This will be a free play. Offside's going to go down the football field. Wide open at the ten-yard line to the five. Tackled at the two. Colin Wilson on a free play. Beat the linebacker that time. I think it was Anthony Williams in coverage, and that's a tough matchup trying to guard one of their best receivers in the slot. Well, that's where you miss Kobe Cummings. Kobe Cummings is usually back there, but again, Devin Burrell, a guy this coaching staff has a lot of confidence in, and that was a free play anyway. Caps knew it, and he hit his receiver in stride, and Washburn is in business. They'll have a first and goal from the two. I think it was Marquise Colo who was offside. They threw the flag, but again, it was going to be a fourth and five that didn't convert. They do convert. Now they have. The football at the two-yard line. Under center this time is Chaz Caps. The deep back is Zach Willis now. It will toss it to him on the near side left. Great blocking in front of him. He powers his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Washburn. 4.53 to go. Opening quarter. Washburn gets on the board for the first time. They convert convert on a fourth and ten. And they cap it off with a two-yard touchdown run from Zach Willis. You know, it wasn't real fancy, Dave. It's, it's, it's no secret that this Washburn team is going to be run first today. And they ran it pretty darn effectively 
And then the big fourth and ten conversion. Again, credit the third-string quarterback, Chaz Caps. Doesn't get a lot of game reps, but he threw an absolute bullet when he had to have it, and Washburn's back in this football game. They had the swinging gate on for the PAT. They will line up, and Cameron Lake, the freshman from Lawrence, Kansas, he went to Free State High School. He will get the point after attempt. It is up, and it is good. It's now a 14-7 football game. The Ichabods cut the lead in half. We have 4.53 to go here in the first quarter. Missouri Western 14, Washburn 7. This is Missouri Western football. We continue from Topeka, and let's go down to the sideline and check in with a third member of our crew. Here's Chris Roush. Well, Brady talked about, you know, this defense. I mean, Coach Williamson talked about it last week, that every game there's a couple big plays right there, the first big play for Washburn. Also, good news right now, I don't know if he's going back into the game yet, but Jared DeVoe, he is walking around. He has his helmet in his hand. But he wasn't around the offensive unit, but he was walking around, so that's at least a good sign. It looks like he still has his helmet in his hand, so we may see him again soon, too. Yeah, that is a good sign. Let's get a quick scoreboard update to one other game going on right now. Our scoreboard update is brought to you by Suddenlink in Edmond, Oklahoma, Fort Hay State, and Central Oklahoma. It's a 7-7 tie. That game late in the first quarter with a minute 37 to play in that football game. Also, Lincoln plays at Pittsburgh State. Missouri Southern plays host to Central Missouri. Northwest Missouri State's on the road at Emporia today. And also it is Kearney playing host to Northeastern States. Hey, shop, dine, and play the East Hills Way. East Hills Shopping Center is the friendliest and safest place to shop. Located only one mile from Spratt Stadium. East Hills your ultimate destination for gripping gear with over 50 stores and restaurants to serve you. Pretty good look in the East Hill Shopping Center broadcast booth today, Dave. They've done some renovation Absolutely. in here. We've got some nice high-top seats. Always a good view. Got some room to spread out. And so, uh, again, we thank our friends at East Hill Shopping Center for sponsoring our broadcast booth. And uh, always good hospitality when you come over to Topeka as well. Cameron Lake will kick things off for the Ichabods. The drive summary looks like this. It's a nine-play, 83-yard drive. It took 232 off the clock. Makes it a 14-7 football game with 4.53 to go. In the opening quarter, 14-7, Missouri Western. Well, they kick off to Trey Babel again, who stands about three yards deep right in the middle of the football field in the end zone. They will. It's going to be a deep kick and an angle it. About five yards deep is Trey. He hesitates for a second, now comes out to the five-yard line, gets spun around at the six-yard line, and he's going to get tackled near the five. So, again, that's the danger when you've got a guy that has no fear. Sometimes it does not work out for you. He even kind of slipped a little bit when he tried to return that thing from the – about five yards deep and only gets about a 10-yard return. Griffin's now backed up deep in their own end. Hey, you got to live with that. Uh, a guy like Trey Vavil is never going to take a knee. He's never going to let a punt go. He's never going to take a knee because he can take it to the house from anywhere. But credit the Washburn kick coverage team. Again, that was a perfect kick to defend. And the Griffins will take over deep in their own territory. have had lots of success moving the football, but now you're off the script. So let's see how the, what, what type of rhythm the Griffins get into. Griffins went 90 for a score of their opening drive. They could go 93 here. And Shamar may go 93 right here. Up the middle. He's off to the races. To the 50. Can Shamar outrun the defense to the 30, to the 20? And he will get caught from behind inside the 15-yard line. Shamar Griffin. It'll be first and 10 for the Griffins in the red zone now after the big run by Shamar. That's a pretty good script right there. Absolutely. How about the hole up the middle? Caden Edinger absolutely cleared out that hole for Shamar Griffith. And after that, Shamar shift down into gear and turn on the Jets. Griff's in business again. Here's a handoff again to Shamar to the outside of the 10, and he will get tackled at the 9-yard line for a gain of about 2. They said he was down at the 11-yard line. What a job. So... That'd He'd be probably what, need some 80, oxygen. 82-yard run right there for Shamar Griffith. 
Not a bad way to get out from the uh, shadows of your own goalpost, indeed. Although some of his teammates, when they watch film, might get on him a little bit that he did not get in the end zone. I would say, <laughs> yes. It looked like somebody dropped a piano on his back at about the 20-yard line. He had an 86-yard run at Missouri Southern last year and didn't get in the end zone. So he's had two really long runs that have not <laughs> resulted in six. Markel Smith has checked in. He's the back behind Steigerwald. We'll get the handoff. He's trying to find a hole. Bounces outside of the 10. Stiff arm to the 5. Stays in bounds. High steps across the goal line. Touchdown, Markel Smith from 9 yards away. Touchdown, Griffin. They've rigored. That wasn't there. Markel Smith not was there. running out of sideline, and that should have been a loss. Instead, again, the first guy rarely brings Markel down. And how about the balance and footwork to stay in bounds, trot down the sidelines, and a play that should have been a loss of one is a 10-yard rushing touchdown for Markel Smith. You're right. It was not there. And a great job with a stiff arm to stay in bounds. And we'll hop, skip, and a jump, and Sam Avilas knocks the PAT through. 341 to go. How about a 90-yard drive for a score? How about a three-plate 93-yard drive for a score? This offense is in such great rhythm here these last, well, I last probably two and a half games. The second half against Central Missouri all of last week and so far today, so good. Fun to watch. And, again, it comes from balance. It comes with a confident quarterback. It comes with five seniors on your offensive line that really open up your playbook. You want to go downfield, you've got to have time. This offensive line's done that. You want to be able to throw it out in the flat and get into your screen game. Your offensive line's got to be able to get out and block. You want to be able to run the football. Your offensive line has got to be able to push the pile. And we mentioned these guys got off to a slow start this year, but as each game goes on, they are controlling the, they are controlling things up front. And that gives Dave Brown and his quarterback, Wyatt Steigerwald, and their fleet of weapons a, a lot of opportunity to make things happen. And they've done just that on the first three drives of this game. We still have 341 to go in the first quarter. The Griffins have 214 yards of offense right now as Missouri Western has a 21-7 lead. And what an answer for the Griffins. Again, they were backed up their own seven after the return, and <laughs> the lead was cut in half. Well, now it's back up to 14. Great answer from this offense. Sam Avilas will kick things off so far this year. 28 kickoffs. He has five touchbacks. Had a couple of good kickoffs, though. Letcher is back deep. You're going to try and we're gonna give him a chance from the six-yard line, just outside the right hash on the far sideline of the 15. Outside the numbers, good coverage again. Shy of the 25, it's Anthony Williams. Some starters are on special teams and a good tackle by A-Dub at about the 23-yard line. Let's check in on the sideline, go down to Chris Roush. Well, Brett, you talked about that last drive. and That, that run by Shamar, from this angle down here, I could run through that hole that Hayden Eniger set up for him there on that long run. That's how good this offensive line, and you talked about the last two and a half games, this offense has looked like the potential we've seen in there. Now we're starting to see more Markel Smith week in and week out. He's starting, he told me last week, he He's starting to feel more comfortable. He knows what he can do, and now we're seeing what the Griffin offense can do with him in it. Chris needs to watch out. The band is right behind him right now, so he's got to be careful. Hand off on the far side right with the football this time is one of the plethora of backs as the ball keeps moving forward. This is Zach Willis, the junior from Belton, Missouri. He's going to be finally forced to the boundary and out of bounds of the 30, but a 7-yard gain, which looked like it was going to be about a 2-yard pickup. Book is definitely out on this defense. If you can get to the perimeter, yeah. you got a chance, and Washburn has done just that. Griffins have brought in Dakari Streeter as a defensive end right now. He and Arnold Creighton are the DNs. 
Back to their 4-2-5 look. Play action pass for Chaz Caps on second three. Wants to fire it deep down the near sideline. A spiral. Sam Webb's there. Makes the interception at the 40-yard line against Witcher. He's going to return this thing to the 45 and gets upended right there. Second turnover forced by the defense. Second turnover forced by Sam Webb. His first interception of the season. And that is his fifth of his Griffin career. This has the makings of an MIAA defensive player of the week game for Sam Webb. First possession, rips the ball away from the receiver for a fumble recovery. Second possession, again, we mentioned, Zach Caps has not played enough football at this level to be able to read defense just to know where the ball's going. So what's that mean? He's going to look at his first read, and that's where it's going. That was not there, and Sam Webb defended that beautifully. His head was around. It was almost like that pass was intended for him, and that was not an easy it pass to catch. It was a great catch, catch yes. He did. <laughs> Griffs have it again in great field position. Two receivers near side right for Steigerwald. Going to send Brow in motion. He's a wing now here in the near side right. Griffin's moving left to right. Going to throw it on bubble screen. Caught by Damon Wheeler, and he gets outside the numbers, but a good tackle one-on-one by the corner on this near sideline. K.J. Turner will be a short gain of two to the 47 in their own territory. We have 250 left first quarter, 21-7 Griffins. So far, they are 3-for-3 three three in the scoring touchdowns on their first three drives. Got a glorified running play right there, uh, a long screen pass at the line of scrimmage to Damon Wheeler Jr. His first catch of the afternoon goes for minimal yardage. Cam Grandy checks in for the first time, one of four very, very, very good tight ends on this roster. Jordan Witcher's also in the football game. Here's Markel Smith following Cam Grandy. Sets up the block beautifully and has a first down run outside the hash mark between that and the numbers on the far side left of the 44-yard line. We'll pick up nine, and Markel Smith will move the chains. Good block by the sophomore Cam Grandy. Good block, but how about Markel Smith's vision of the field and his ability to cut back? Again, that play was a little slow to develop, but it was inside the left tackle in the center, and Markel saw a little hole, put that foot in the ground, cut back. That's a nice eight-yard gain and a first down. Back into Ichabod territory at the 44. Two minutes to play, first quarter, 21-7, Missouri Western. Steigerwald play action pass. Here comes this, the blitz. He gets away from it, keeps the play alive, scrambles and shovels the pass to the near side for Markel Smith for no gain, but that could have been a seven or eight-yard loss. Heads-up play by the senior quarterback from Nowata, Oklahoma. Well, Wyatt's probably not going to beat you with his speed. Why? It's a scrambler. He can scramble just enough to keep plays alive. We saw it on the first drive of the game, a big fourth down run. And that time, he just evaded what would have been an eight or nine yard loss with a sack. He put his foot, he put his hand on the ground to keep his balance and flipped it to Markel Smith. Again, no gain, but but saved what could have been a tremendous loss. Now Jared Scott, the redshirt freshman from St. Louis, is the back. He's got a couple of touchdowns. His first career 100-yard game last week. He'll get a stretch run to the far side left following Sean Rouse, and he's got nowhere to go. No gain to the 44-yard line. Good pursuit by the Ichabons on the far sideline. One of those guys was Brooks Peebler. Their inside linebacker will be third and ten for the Griffins. So far on third down, they're two out of three. Good game for Jarrett last week, but the only negative, he did put the football on the ground twice. But, uh, again, tried to get to the outside there, nothing doing. Washburn's uh, defensive line, we mentioned they want to take some chances. They've done so here on this series of downs. Griffins have third and long. Deron Thompson back in the game, their third down back. Out of the pistol. He's got Devon Holmes to the far side left. Steigerwald looks over the four-man front. Will they bring some pressure? They've been able to bring some. They bring a linebacker. Going to go over the middle. Caught by Grandy. Can he break a tackle? He can't. If he does, he gets the first down. But it's probably four-down territory at the 37-yard line. It'll be fourth and three. They converted a fourth and five on their first drive in this similar spot on the field. They're going to go for it again. Oh, definitely four-down territory right here. If you don't gain any yardage on that play, you definitely punt. 
But the Griffins take what was third and ten. They gain seven, fourth, and three. Playbook wide open right here, and they're going to end the quarter. They can they run will. the clock all the way down. That'll be the last play of the first quarter. They'll come back with a fourth and three at the Ichabod 37-yard line. After one, it's Missouri Western 21 and Washburn 7. You're listening to Missouri Western Football on the Griffin Sports Network. We continue from the Eastville Shopping Center broadcast booth. We're back at Yeager Stadium in Topeka, Kansas. Missouri Western leading the Washburn Ichabods 21-7 after one quarter of play, and the Griffins will have a fourth and three coming up on the first play of the fourth of the second quarter. Let's check in with Chris on the sideline. Well, I don't think Coach Williamson can ask for much better of a start to this ball game outside of that one big play by Washburn to set the, the score. Things have been going right for the, the offense. I mean, you've scored on your three first drives, and the defense has forced turnovers. Sam Webb's gotten to you know, a fumble recovery as well as the INT. But just a lot of good things going right for for this team right now. Our first quarter stats presented by Roderick Sign, specializing in signage of all shapes and sizes. Griffins had 232 yards of total offense in the first quarter. That's not bad. Washburn, on the other hand, 14 plays for 104 yards, the majority of the damage on the ground. And, Dave, you start the second quarter, fourth and three. Got to keep this momentum going. This is a key play in this football game. By the way, Jared DeVoe is back on the field. Keegan Zars was had replaced him. He's back in there. Keegan Zars, though, now moves to right guard for a little bit. A lot of, a lot of snaps for Keegan Zars. They really like him. He's turned into probably their sixth lineman, can play a couple different spots. He's in there for Jacob Olson right now, and here we go. Shamar Griffith is the back. They've got three receivers, two of them tight ends, on the right side just off of Swig Colbert. A little bit of movement, and I think they have a free play. It's a... Fade to the near sideline, incomplete, but I believe they're offsides. So I think they had the free play. They drew them off, and it will be a, a first down with a five-yard penalty. Well, Wyatt Steigerwald, the senior, saw the lineman it jump and knew that uh, he had a free play. You wonder if that would have been the play mm-hmm. had they not jumped. Right. Uh, again, Washburn had ten men in the box. It was man coverage on the outside. You got Devon Holmes working out there against K.J. Turner, and the coverage was good. But knowing you've got the first down, take a shot. The sticks do move. Griffin's on the march again. Shamar will stay in the game. They'll move Devon Holmes to the far side right. Deron Thompson, one of the running backs now, is a slot receiver here on the near side left. Let's see if he goes in motion. They try some fly soup action with him. Going to bring him in motion. And will they give it to him? It's a fake and a handoff to Shamar. Left side. He'll cut up inside. And Shannon Ross makes a stop of the 28. A gain of four for Shamar. And he had the 82-yard run, and now at 91 yards on just four carries for Shamar Griffith. like that look right there. Again, Deron Thompson coming on that fly action. They faked the flip to him. They handed it off to Shamar Griffith on the RPO. And good job by Shamar to let that hole open. It was slow developing and almost cut back for a few more yards. But uh, the Washburn linebackers quick to pursue. They bring him down, but it's another good gain on first down of four yards. Holmes to the near side left now, their top receiver. Came into the game with 20 catches in his first four games of his College career. Will they try for him again? It's a quarterback keeper. Near side left of the 20 to the 15. Devon Holmes is blocking and running out of bounds is Wyatt Steigerwald inside the 10 at the 8. There's another RPO. It was a quarterback keeper. He's not Don Marino, but he is athletic and able to get down to the 8-yard line. First and goal for Missouri Western. Wyatt Steigerwald runs just enough to keep you honest, and we haven't seen that look yet today. All 11 Washburn defenders forgot about the quarterback. Good pull by Wyatt. Nobody was there. He got a good downfield block from Devon Holmes. Griff's first and goal from the 8th. A 20-yard gain for Wyatt Steigerwald, his longest run of the season. Shamar stays in the game behind him. They're going to throw the football. Rolling right side of Steiger. A throw back pass. Wide open to Sean Rouse. Can he get to the end zone? To the five. He barrels forward. Dives across the goal line. Touchdown, Sean Rouse. The left tackle 
gets the pass behind the line of scrimmage and rumbles in for six. Touchdown, Missouri Western. The pride of the Benson Bunnies hops into the end zone, Dave Rigger. We have seen a little bit of everything and right next to the Griffith coach's box. And when those work, people celebrate and a lot of happy folks. And that faked us out, I can tell you that. And I can tell you this, too. He had Shamar Griffith wide open as well, but that design for the senior from Omaha. And uh, again, The left tackle cool just scored. The left tackle for the Griffins became eligible. They're going to now go for two. And they look on the right side for Brow. Wide open, they complete the pass for a two-point conversion. And the Griffins cannot be stopped offensively. 29-7 with 13.46 to go here before halftime. Keep the pedal to the dashboard again. Everything the Griffins are doing this afternoon has seen success. Look the at the team game. around Sean Rouse right now. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> An unlikely person to catch a touchdown pass. You don't see tackle eligibles much anymore. In fact, you don't even have to announce that in the college game. And that ball was in the air a long, time. And honestly, long time. that was an athletic move to Very get to the so. end zone. He, it wasn't so. a wide open play. He had to kind of rumble in and get in there. But what a call. First and goal from the eight. The thing you worry about when your linemen catch the ball like that is, again, they never run with the ball. So those defenders were over on him quickly, so you worry about ball security. But Sean Rouse was not going to be denied an unlikely touchdown recipient, but you'll take it. Griff's rolling here early in the second quarter, 29-7. It's not Son, Sean Rouse, but it's Chris Rouse. Let's go to the sideline. You know, Sean Rouse is better than I am at this point, you know. Well, I mean, I, I still don't know what I just saw. I mean, I saw Wyatt rolling toward my side, like lobs it up there, and not, next thing I know, Sean Rouse is rolling in. But if you're pulling off those plays, getting a two-point conversion, everything is going your way at this point. And they did call that a run. It was behind Wyatt, so it was a lateral backwards. So it's a run for Sean Rouse, but a beautifully executed play, and Sean Rouse gets the touchdown. The former Benson Bunny. From the 402, Omaha, Nebraska, and he gets in the end zone. It's a once-a-season call, maybe obviously a once-a-career call, and Dave Brown dials it up at the right time with this Washburn defense clearly has their on their heels. And Vila's kick off into the end zone, and Letcher's going to bring it out from five yards deep, angled here on the near side of the 15, and he will be tackled shy of the 20 by, again, Anthony Williams, a starting linebacker for the Griffins. And also one thing that I love about what just happened, Wyatt Steigerwald is the holder. They lined up in a PAT. Well, they faked it because he's the quarterback also. So they've had a lot of options. We saw a fake field goal against Northwest Missouri State. They can be very sneaky with what they do in their kicking game. And there's a rhyme nor reason to everything. And, again, a lot of benefits to having your quarterback be the holder. And, again, that's probably an option of his that, hey, if they give you a look, go for it. He did. And this Washburn defense clearly on their heels and Lake Burrell wide open in the flat. Here's Chaz Caps going to run to the near sideline. Anthony Williams waiting for him again, about a one-yard gain, and that is it. Also over there to help make the tackle for the Griffins defensively was defensive end Joshua Davis. Dave, this is where this Griffin defense absolutely has to bury any hope this Washburn offense thinks they have to get back in this game. Again, they've already forced two turnovers. They've given up a big play in the passing game, but uh, this is not an offense that wants to play from behind. Three receivers to the far side left. Again, Chaz Caps making his first career start here at Washburn. His last meaningful snap came back in 2016 at Hutch Junior College. Ten on the play clock. We have 13.05 to go here before halftime. 29-7 Missouri Western. Caps a play-action pass. Has plenty of time now. We'll get hit, fire it deep down the football field, over the head of James Letcher. 
Boy, he had Drew Sachin beat that time. A mismatch with their top receiver on one of the safeties. Just missed him that time, and it'll be third down and nine. Joshua Davis, the redshirt freshman from Lee Summit West High School, had pressure on Caps, maybe met, forced him to throw that a little earlier than he wanted to. Ball sailed over his head. Okay, third and nine. Pin your ears back and get to this quarterback. Football at their own 18-yard line for Chaz Caps. He is three for seven, 51 yards, one INT that Sam Webb got earlier in this football game. 12.56 to go before halftime. Zach Willis is the back to his right. Two receivers each way as the Ichabods move left to right. Here comes a safety blitz over the middle of the football field. Complete, but going to be a little shy by a yard. It is complete this time to Austin Hubert, but good tackle that time by the Griffins. I think it was, was it Isaiah March that made the stop? It's going to be a yard shy of the first down. Fourth and one from their own 26, down 22. It looks like Craig Shurry's going to go for this. Well, Coach Shurig needs something to get back in the game. Boy, if you don't get it, it's a real risk, but uh, needing some momentum. Let's see if they actually actually run the play or not. Play clock is down to 10. They faked a snap. Still 12 and a half to go in the second quarter. Now Willis goes to the left of Caps. Going to snap the ball. They're going to try and get this one, and Caps will throw it far left sideline. Incomplete between his two receivers. Not even close to either of them. Fourth and one, they throw the ball in the Griffins with a 22-point second-quarter lead. Will take over at the Ichabod 26-yard line. Not surprised they went for it there. Boy, I'm surprised with the play call. And this Washburn offense has had success running the football against a Griffin defense that hasn't had much success stopping them on the ground. It's third and one, and you're going to put that decision in the hands of your third-string quarterback who hasn't thrown it great. We'll take that. Griffins have a chance to absolutely drive a dagger in here in the early in the second quarter. Two receivers on the far side right. One of those is Kyle Berry, also Cooper Burton. Wing left is Devon Holmes. They want to throw it. Wide open is Cam Grandy. They can't find him now. Throwing the passes he's getting tackled in the backfield was Wyatt Steigerwald dumped it short. Incomplete intended for Shamar Griffith. Boy, he had Cam Grandy open, but the pocket collapsed on him. Couldn't find him, so it'll be second and ten from the Ichabod 26. Put it wide Steigerwald for keeping that play alive. Yep. Again, the offensive line did a good job forming a pocket, but they can only hold so long. And, you know, Wyatt's a guy that will take off. He's shown us that today, but he doesn't want to. And, again, when that uh, pocket collapsed, it looked like it was going to be a sack, but the wittiness to get it to Shamar Griffith. It wasn't a completion, but, again, it saved some yards. Jordan Witcher checks in. There's a handoff to Shamar Griffith trying to find a hole. He'll accelerate across the 25 and try and get as much as he can. Peebler, their inside linebacker, makes a stop after a three-yard gain. So third down seven football now at the 23-yard line of Washburn. 11.52 to go before halftime, 29-7 Missouri Western. Griffins have it third and seven. And interesting to see if this is four-down territory. Certainly within Sam Avilas' field goal range. Again, Sam has struggled a little bit kicking field goals this year. And, as you can see, the uh, two American flags we see off in the distance, that first one blowing pretty good and blowing in the face of the Griffin it's, kicker. It's changed a lot here at Jaeger Stadium Moore Bowl. Now going to shift both tight ends to the near side left. Nobody is on the right side as far as an eligible receiver. Here is a handoff to Deron Thompson. Going to run left to the 20-yard line down to the 19. He will be shy of the first down by about three yards. Now they mark him at the 20, so we'll see if we see the field goal unit. Yeah, they may actually go, go for, for this. It. Yep. I think yeah. that's predicated on a couple of things. Number one, the wind's in your face, and it's an odd wind, as Chris has mentioned. But number two, your offense is rolling, and number three, you got a struggling kicker. So, so ride the momentum and ride what's been hot here. So from the twenty, it'll be fourth down and four yard line, and four to go. 
from the 20-yard line. Deron Thompson will stay in as the back. Two receivers, far side right with a wing that way. That's Luke Vang. Near side left, Devon Holmes. They want to throw it. Far side right, and Cooper Burton dives and cannot make the catch. Wyatt got hit. Boy, he got hit good by Peebler, the inside linebacker, and the Griffins come up empty. And I don't mind them going for it, but also it's a 37-yard field goal. Sam hasn't made one this year. If he knocks one through, maybe he gets some confidence. You've got to, you've got to get him some confidence at some point in time, too. You do. And, uh, again, that was the only thing I would say is that wind is a little odd. It was from the far left hash, and, and all kickers have their preferences. And, and you know, go with your gut, too. This offense has been rolling, but you had a chance to drive a dagger in. And not that the momentum in this game has changed, but when you take over first and ten from their 28-yard line and come away empty, it's it's a little bit of a victory for them, too. Here's a run play again. This is Caps, the quarterback, and from behind, Reggie Certain trying to rip the ball out. He can't do it, but he runs out to the 27-yard line just outside the right hash mark. So Chaz Caps has shown he can run the football here early on. Credit to Wasper defense on that series. Absolutely, Again, yep. uh, Coach Shearig uh, really put a lot of pressure on them for a group that hasn't had much success in this game, and they came up big on that possession. Again, got pressure on the quarterback, and the coverage was good downfield. That's the first time they've stopped the Griffins. They had been 4-4 four to four on their drives, and this is that's the, just the second time all year the Griffins have not scored when they got in the red zone. Out of the backfield, they send a man in motion. There's a handoff up the middle. Right there is Marquis Caldwell, a tackle for loss of two, maybe three yards. They'll give him two-yard loss back to the 25-yard line. Willis got the handoff, and Marquis Caldwell absolutely buried him back at the 25-yard line. He's been active so far in the game. Yes. Again, he, he's, he's put some pressure on Caps, and that time he almost took that handoff from Caps, stopping the Washburn runner for no gain. And so here you go, next biggest third down play, third and five from the 25. Taylor Peters is the back, the true freshman from Salina, Kansas. Third down five. Letcher goes in motion out of the far side left. Sam Webb will match up one-on-one with him. That's a great matchup. They look that way. Under pressure gets hit, throws it short, and it will be in. They're going to say caught the football. Peters out of the backfield at the 29. So here you go, another fourth and one from their own 29-yard line. Will Craig Shurick go for it again? I bet he does go for it again, and I bet they do not put the ball yes. in the air. Yeah, he's going to go for it. Good pressure by Arnold Creighton. Also, Justin Richter bringing Trey Vavil on a little bit of a corner blitz that time. It's a really good catch by Peters, the running back, out of the backfield. Because it was well underthrown because of the pressure that we talked about. So fourth and one from their own 29-yard line so far in the game. One for two on fourth down. This is a long one. They've got to get it yep. past the 30, and the ball is just short of the 29. They'll send Colin Wilson in motion to the near side right. Two seconds on the play clock. They get it off in time. Going to throw it again. Under pressure, Caps. He scrambles for a first down and will be tackled to the 35-yard line. Evan Shohan will make this stop. But, boy, the pocket collapsed. He had nowhere to go with the football. Luckily, he found a space for the Ichabods, and they convert the fourth down. And we mentioned this Ichabod team is desperate. We mentioned that in pregame. And when you're down 29-7 on your field early in the second quarter, you have got to do anything to try to swing any momentum. We've seen Craig Schering now go for it on fourth and short twice in deep in his own territory. First time didn't get it, but got away with it. That time, a good heady move by Caps to keep the chains moving. Empty backfield now for Washburn. Five receivers, three to the far side left. Letcher comes in motion. They fake it to him. Now they're going to throw it. Fade pass down the near sideline. D.J. Surgisson coverage, one-on-one. Good coverage intended for Colin Wilson. He had the big catch down the 
middle of the field on the post earlier in the game, but D.J. Sturgis, he has played well. And we're starting to see these young corners play really well. D.J. Sturgis, Tariq Stewart. We talked about Trey Vavil a lot. A lot of these redshirt freshmen and sophomores starting to step up. Corners, especially on the outside, have had a good day so far. Sam Webb's already created two turnovers. We've seen D.J. Sturgis good in coverage. We've seen him good in open field tackling. That time, man coverage down the sideline. There was nothing doing. Twins to the far sideline, going to fake it to Letcher again, handoff, and nowhere to go, a tackle for loss. Anthony Williams will stack him up. This time it's Cornelius Ruff, the transfer from Kansas State, just a sophomore. He's a big kid. It's 5'10". It doesn't mean 215. looks bigger than that, but a loss of one. Anthony Williams will make it now a third down and 11 for Washburn. Tell you what, Dave, Anthony Williams made that tackle, but I'm going to tell you who made that play. Marquise Caldwell, again, Marquise Caldwell held up the center, (laughs) threw off the timing of that play and allowed Anthony Williams to fill that gap. That is a loss of one third and long again. Meyer tight end on the far side left. They've got a a five-receiver set, four receivers with the tight end. Nobody in the backfield. And they get pressure. Creighton gets right there. Can he get the sack? Trips him up, and he throws it out of bounds. He nearly got the sack. He knocked him down. It is thrown out of bounds, and it will be fourth down and 11. Washburn will punt the football from their own 34-yard line. We've seen the Griffins bring pressure out of that look. That time it was a three-man rush, and Arnold Creighton absolutely beat the left tackle to right. Almost got a quarterback sack. If that had been a quarterback sack, remember shelter insurance agents Jerry and Linda Myers donate $10 to the Missouri Western Student Athlete Advisory Committee's Griff's Giving Gifts Endeavor. Hard to believe that's coming up. We thank shelter insurance agents Jerry and Linda Myers. We need to get a couple, three sacks today. Tristan Davis is back deep along with Trey Vavil. A wobbly spiral. Vavil is going to make the catch inside his own 20 and then get hit immediately. He had no chance. Again, he wanted to make a play, just no chance. And there's a timeout on the field. Hey, remember when the Griffins had 10 receivers catch a ball last week? They have eight completions. Eight receivers have caught footballs. This team spreads the wealth offensively. Timeout on the field. 7-10 to go before halftime. Missouri Western 29, Washburn 7. This is Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. The Griffin offense has put up 270 yards so far in the football game on 29 plays, 29 points, and they've got the football back at their own 16-yard line after a very good punt as it went 50 yards and no return. Here we go. Griffins have the football thrown 16, moving right to left in the 29-7 lead. They want to throw a bubble screen, but then it's thrown out of bounds. Great job to, to get in coverage that time from a safety spot out there, and that was Marquise Manning, the safety on the far sideline, read the bubble screen, and another wise play by Wyatt Steigerwald. He didn't throw it right to the DB. He threw the thing out of bounds to live to play a second down. One of Jordan Witcher. And actually, after the play was initially defended, uh, he could have lobbed it Probably up. Probably could have, yep. made the catch. But at that point, no need to get cute. Play was defended and blown up. Just try it again on second and ten. Trips to the far side right. Markel Smith, the back behind Steigerwald in the pistol formation. Going to throw the football again. Wyatt looks to the right side, pumps. He throws right, and it's going to be too high, intended for Jaden Richardson. After the 8 out of 10 start, Wyatt's now missed his last four. He is 8 out of 14 throwing the football. And, you know, it does kind of look like the wind has become a little bit of a factor. It's kind of changed. Now there's really not much wind at all, but that one kind of sailed on Wyatt to the far sideline. Well, longer throws, and again, that timing was just a little off. Jaden Richardson was open. Probably would have been about a 4- or 5-yard gain, and he caught it. It's not. Here you go, 3rd and 10, predominant passing down. Markel Smith out there is the running back. Jordan Witcher comes to the near side left. Actually, that is Devon Holmes who's checked into the football game now. And I can throw it out of the backfield to Markel Smith in space, and he makes the man miss. Great starter step for the 20 to the 25 and gets out of bounds. He's got a first down, I believe, and he will. The 26, they'll move the chains. 
They dump it off to Markel Smith, his second catch in the football game, second catch of the season. He had a little shimmy that kind of froze the DB, and he got 10. I'll take Markel Smith one-on-one in the flat against a helpless defensive back to break a tackle every time. The Washburn defensive ends, again, were very, very um, in pursuit, heavily up the field, right read from Wyatt Steigerwald. And Markel Smith, we needed 10. He got 11. Big first down on a third and long. Eldridge Joyce has checked into the football game, the fourth tight end. Here's a counterplay to the right side for Markel. Cuts up in. He spins. He's got two defenders on him, and he gets just one yard. Just a one-yard gain for Markel Smith on the ground. The Griffs have ran for 183 yards. Markel has 26 and a touchdown. Deron Thompson, 30 and a TD. 94 for Shamar Griffith. Steigerwalls ran for 25. Sean Rouse has ran for eight in the football game and a score. Dave, Sean Rouse's mother's cookies were good leading they were. Tahlequah last week, weren't they? Well, actually, I think they were his grandma's, grandma. but she had them. I bet the uh, batch is going to be doubled after this game, <laughs> I'm going to guess. Well, she only made about three hundred last week. Here's a handoff to Shamar. Cut back run to the 30-yard line. 35 stays on his feet. Battles close to a first down. He's to the 35. Will come up just a yard shy, but an eight-yard gain. And Shamar, his first 100-yard rushing game of the season, as he now has 102 on the ground. We mentioned last week Griffiths had two rushers that had 100-yard uh, gains, and the last time that happened, Shamar Griffith was one of those. Now Griffiths going hurry up. Washburn trying to sub here too. They give them a chance to sub. Griffiths go with their big package, and they will go Wildcat. This worked for a touchdown last week. Markel Smith is the quarterback. White Steiger roll to the far side right. He'll run it up the middle, and he will just power his way. When you get a back listed 5'11", 230, I love the call, and just power your way for a first down. Well, and this does not appear to be a Washburn front that's going to stone cold you at the line of scrimmage. And Markel Smith is not a back that you stone cold at the line of scrimmage. And so when you need a yard, you're going to get at least a yard every time out of that look. Griffins do. They move the chains. Clock moving second quarter at 5.05. Two receivers here on the near side left for the Griffins. Wing right is Eldridge Joyce. He caught the reverse flea flicker for a touchdown at NSU a week ago. He'll come in motion now as a wing on the near side left. Shamar the back again. Here's a handoff to Shamar. Gets stoned at the line of scrimmage. This time he spins away trying to get something. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that is it. Good job defensively for Washburn, helping make the tackle. Jacob Anderson, backup linebacker in there right now for the Ichabod. When Washburn has stopped their run, they've had to overcommit. Again, they stack the box again. and Minimal gain, but what that's, what's that allow you to do? It allows Wyatt Steigerwald the next time to pull the football, take a three-step drop, and find a wide-open receiver. Devon Holmes will come to the near side left. Second and 10 for the Griffins. Steigerwald down to 15 for 98 yards and a score. He's got two receivers on the far side right. Markel Smith the back. They'll sling it to him again on the screen. They've got some room to work, and he gets upended at about the 45-yard line. They actually defended that pretty well, and the Griffins looked like they had it set up well. It'll be a five-yard gain, so third and five coming up. Markel hadn't... Caught a football coming into the game. He's caught three already so far today. I thought that was going to go for more. I did, too. That was set up. He had, uh, he had Sean Rouse and Jared DeVoe out in front of him, and credit the Washburn defense for, for corralling that for a minimal game. Griffins were 4-7 to seven on third downs, 1-2 for two on fourth down, so 5-9 for nine on conversion so far in the football game. Trips now on the far side right. Third and five for the Griffins from the 44 in their own territory. Deron Thompson to his left. Elders Joyce, the tight end attached here on the near side left. Steigerwald under pressure, and he escapes. It stays on his feet, fires through the middle, and it's going to be overthrown intended for Eldridge Joyce. Again, keeping the play alive with Steigerwald, but Joyce kind of slipped down, and the pass over his head falls incomplete. 
probably the best thing that could have happened to that pass. Again, unbelievable play by Wyatt Steigerwald just to keep that play alive. But then kind of threw that ball, had some error into traffic. Eldridge Joyce was open. It was behind him. Fortunately enough, no Washburn defender able to pick that off. Luke Tice on the field to punt for the first time this afternoon. So back-to-back stops for the Washburn defense. And the Griffins allowing a lot of pressure on Steigerwald. He hasn't been sacked yet, but he's had to escape a couple of them. And now the play is blown dead. Luke will go ahead and punt the football. Letcher is back deep. False start, it appears. Yes, it will go against the Griffins. One good thing, that's only their second penalty and only their first penalty since the opening kickoff of this football game. We have three and a half to go before halftime. It's 29-7 Missouri Western. Griffin offense has kind of been stuck in neutral the last couple of drives. Luke Tice on the season. The senior from Lee Summit went to Lee Summit West High School, averaging 38.2 yards per punt in his career. This will be his 148th career punt at Missouri Western. Good snap by Jack Muncy. This is a low-line drive wobbly kick. It's going to hit and take a Griffin bounce inside the 20-yard line, though, and go out of bounds at the 18. So that's going to turn out to be a pretty good punt from Luke Tice. It will be a 43-yard punt with no return. They'll take that inside the 20 back at the 18. Take about to take over down 22-29-7 with 3.21 to go before halftime. You know, Luke's name's probably not going to be mentioned among the great Griffin punters of all time, but he's pretty quietly had a pretty solid Griffin career. Guy that's gotten a little bit better every year, and he has punted the football beautifully to this point this year. One thing that, that is always kind of amazing, he's been a really good punter to, to kill it inside the 20-yard line. In his career, he's only had nine touchbacks and 41 punts inside the 20-yard line. That's pretty good placement. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Football at the 18 for Chaz Caps, the third-string QB for the Ichabods. Time for a pick six, isn't it? He's due to make that mistake, I Griffin believe. need a defensive touchdown. And now a penalty flag comes out. It's going to be illegal substitution. They had too many guys in the huddle. And now Colin Wilson's going to jog off. They had a pretty big personnel for the most part, and Wilson was out there in one of the wide receivers for Washburn. Griffins don't have any defensive touchdowns. Had two a year ago. They had three back in 2017. One defensive score in 16. Three in 2015. They had five back in 2014. They need a defensive score. Handoff for Letcher on a fly sweep. And great tackle by Evan Shohan. He gives the Dikembe Mutombo and says, don't run that here. It's going to be a maybe it's going to be a loss of about two on the play back to the 11-yard line. You know, it's one thing we really haven't mentioned with this defense is tackling. They haven't tackled the greatest the last couple of weeks. Other than that first drive of the game, this defense has tackled better, and that's how you stop plays on the perimeter is you make tackles at the point of attack. Very good tackle there by Evan Shohan. Second down 17 after the penalty and the loss yardage on first down. The back is Taylon Peters, their top runner on the season. Came in with just... 200 yards, though, in the first four football games. Play clock down to two. Caps claps his hands, gets the snap, looks to his left side. Now he's going to cock it. A deep spiral down yes. the sideline. Jump ball intercepted by Sam Webb. His second of the football game. His third turnover force. And Sam Webb is having himself a game. Not too bad. And both interceptions, Dave, those balls have almost been intended for him. Again, one read guy. Caps trying to hit a home run, trying to get it to Hunter Browning. And for the second time, trying to get it to Hunter Browning, defended by Sam Webb. That one has not gone well for the Ichabod. Sam Webb in great position. That ball hung up just enough. He pulled it out of the air. The third turnover this afternoon forced by Sam. Drift set up in room service field position once again. 
That is the 17th Washburn turnover in four and a half games. That's too many. That's way too many, Dave. <laughs> Ooh, two receivers near side left, including Jaden Richardson and Cooper Burton. Play action pass. You want to look over the middle of the football field, and Wyatt Stagwell is going to run. He gets hit kind of up high near the head after a two-yard gain. And well, he's pretty good. He there. did. I was a little nervous about how that one kind of ended up. Stagwell, though, has been, he's been slippery today, hasn't he? He has been slippery. And, again, it, when you run the RPO, why it's, why it's footwork, why it's ball skill so good, it's deceptive of who's got it. And that's what it takes in, the, in that system. But credit the Washburn defensive backs. Not a lot open down the field right now. Here's a zone read again, play action pass. Steigerwald going to throw it deep down the football field for Jaden Richardson. Goes and gets it at the 15-yard line. Hangs on inside the 10 and tackled from behind at the 8-yard line. Rolling to his left, back across his body with Steigerwald. Beautifully thrown, running under it was Jaden Richardson. He's made a couple of big plays now in the game. A, what a hard throw. B, how about Jaden Richardson again? The first touchdown of the game by the Griffs, Jaden Richardson, strong hands, pulled it out of the air. That time he did it again. Hand out to Ron Thompson trying to find a hole. He gets to the five, to the four, and then stood up at the four-yard line. And he had to catch that and keep it high above his body that time because they were tackling around his waist. But a heck of a grab by Jaden Richardson. A minute and a half to go. Griffin's trying to punch this thing in before the half. Griffin's going tempo again with a buck 23 clock ticking. It's going to be a fade to the far side right. Devon Holmes goes up, grabs it. Did he get a foot in bounds? And he did Ooh. not. They're going to say he did not get a foot in bounds. He caught the football. There is a flag, though. I think they had too many men on the field. They were trying to sub and did not get one of their guys off of the field. Well, these officials, you got to give them an opportunity to switch personnel. Griffins didn't Griffins switch. Griffins did not switch. So they didn't have so. to hold the – there it is. They had 12. If the offense subs, then – the official can hold and not let them snap it until the defense gets a chance to sub. Griffins did not sub, though, so they were trying to switch. Look at this formation. And the Griffins will go Wildcat formation. Wide Stargerwald split to the far side right. Here's Markel Smith. It'll be second and goal from the two-yard line. Markel runs to the right side. He will power up in, and he will get across the goal line. Touchdown, Missouri Western. Markel Smith, his second in the football game. His sixth in the last two games, and Missouri Western extends its lead to 35-7 to with 1.13 to play before halftime. We've seen a bevy of deception and a bevy of looks from Dave Brown's offense here in the first half. That time a different look, but everybody in Jaeger Stadium here at Moore Bowl knew who was getting the ball and who was going to run the ball, and you can't stop that. Markel Smith up the middle, powers in. What a masterful first half by the Griffins. Here's Sam Avilas' PAT, and it is good. 36-7 with 113 to play here in this first half. Let's go down to the field and check in with a third member of our crew. Here's Chris Roush. Any energy that Washburn had before that one is pretty much gone at this point. I mean, Washburn's offense on that last drive, just kind of defense, Griffin's defense flowing everywhere. Quarterback at the end of that one, Caps, he got up kind of slow after throwing that interception. He looked a little banged up. He was down. He took a hit on the throw. He got up and walked off very slowly. So it'll be interesting to see about him because he's their third-string guy. <laughs> and we saw in warm-ups, as we were kind of paying attention to the quarterback situation, it looked like they had a defensive back taking some snaps in warm-ups. Jamison Phelps, 6'1", a sophomore from out of Olathe South High School in Olathe, Kansas, was, was taking snaps, throwing the football, and... If Coach Shurig has not played his son Mitch to this point, I've got to believe yeah. he's not going to play no. this afternoon. So if Chaz Caps can't move on, I would expect to see Jamison Phelps, who we saw taking snaps uh, in pregame warm-ups. Sam Mavilas will kick things off. 
Griffins have three timeouts left. If they want to be greedy, they could try and get a three and out, use their timeouts, and try and get the football back here before the half. Why not at this point in time? 36-7, Missouri Western. Phelps also appears like he's out getting ready to field this kick as he's standing at the 14-yard line. Now, they may have a couple of 10s and one that we don't know about, too. They have some double numbers. Here's Phelps from the 16-yard line on the far side, outside the numbers to the 30, and Isaiah Davis will force him to the boundary and out of bounds. They'll use that sideline as the 12th defender here on the kickoff return. 108 to go before halftime. 36-7, Missouri Western has put together a very complete first half of play. Papa John's Pizza is an official pizza sponsor. Griffin Athletics take advantage of the Everyday Griffin offer, a large one-topping pizza for just $6.99 by during the code 699-MOW. That offer good at the St. Joseph location, papajohns.com. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. From their own 34-yard line, it will be Chaz Cap still. And a sentiment in motion to the backfield, Ryan Peru. They want to fake it to him and set up a screen. Far side left for Taylor Peters. They have him bottled up, but he escapes the tackle, and Dakari Streeter will force him to the boundary. He's out of bounds, about two yards shy of the sticks. Could have been maybe a gain of one or two, but he ends up getting eight to the 42-yard line. If Washburn has any chance to get back in this game, it's now. They get the second-half kickoff. They're in two-minute offense right right now. Double scores here is really the only foreseeable chance I see for the Ichabots. Caps will fire it deep, and it'll be a catch by Letcher. He's hit by Devin Burrell, but hangs on deep down the middle of the football field to the 35-yard line. So just like that, they're in the Griffin territory with plenty of time and three timeouts left. Caps has not been great throwing the deep ball to the boundary, but he has been good throwing it down the seam of the field. And again, Devin Burrell playing center field gave Letcher just enough room to make that catch. Washburn draw the move. At the 35, the Griffins claps his hands. Here comes a blitz from the weak side and escaping at his caps. He's going to run to the 30-yard line. Angles and slides at the 27. Gets eight. They might as well use a timeout right now, and they will use one of them. They have three left. Save some time here. There's 33 seconds now left here in the first half. 36-7, Missouri Western on the right end of this score right now. And as they take a timeout, we'll go ahead and step aside as well and come back. We continue with Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. Well, as Brett mentioned, Washburn trying to get back in the football game. They're down 36-7, to but they could get a score here at the end of the half, and then they get the football to start the second half. They could get a couple scores in a row and really change the look of this football game. But right now, it's been all Griffins. They lead 36-7 to with 33 seconds to go here in the first half. Well, and when you're down 36-7, to whatever offensive game plan you had almost goes out the window. It's a rat race now. Washburn's going to throw the football a lot. And you've got a guy back there that doesn't throw the football a lot. And so, again, as a defense, you want to make sure you keep him contained. You want to make sure you force him to make some decisions. He's been their best runner so far here in the football game. Four-man rush. They use a stun up front. Now he's going to fire toward the end zone. He's got a man wide open. Touchdown in the back of the end zone. Drew Sachin got beat bad. And they find Marcus Meyer, their tight end, open in the back left corner of the end zone. And Sachin got beat for six. It's now 36-13 with 27 left here in the first half. Well, protection was good. Griffin's rushed four, and uh, Caps had all day to throw, and it was Sachin on the outside, and he fell down, and uh, man was wide open. Caps saw him, and Washburn scores a, a critical touchdown to at least take some type of momentum into the locker room with 27 seconds to go here in the second quarter. 36-13. to 13. Again, big plays plaguing this defense right now. Here's the kick. It is up, and it is good. That's been the issue for this defense right now, big plays, and they gave up a couple on that drive, including that one. Sachin in coverage. And that's why we're seeing more of Trey Babel, Tariq Stewart, guys like that playing 
in the slot in that safety position. They're a little bit better in coverage that time, but again, Sachin matched up with the tight end that time, just couldn't hang with him. Hey, all in all, um, you'd have told me we'd be up 36-14 oh, no on the road here in Topeka. You take that every time. Again, this is a Washburn team that, that still is capable. This was a Washburn team that led Northwest in Maryville in the third quarter before the Bearcats came and finished that game strong. But, again, also a Washburn team that's battling a ton of injuries and uh, the, probably the most significant of which is at the quarterback position. And Caps has made some good throws in he this has. half. Yeah. Uh, he's had to run for his life every now and then. But uh, but all in all, again, this is a, a Washburn team that got kicked in the mouth early. The Griffins have kept the pedal on. And uh, all in all, you take this first half anytime you line up. Griffins have 346 of offense. But they have given up 191. 70 on the ground, 121 through the air. Caps has ran for 36, and he's 8 out of 16 for 121. One touchdown, but he has two interceptions. Griffins have forced three turnovers in the football game to help them build this 22-point lead. Cameron Lake to kick off, and here we go. Let's see if Trey Babel can get a chance here. He stands at the one-yard line between the hash marks. They have not been afraid to kick to him. Let's hope they give him a chance here, and they will. It's going to be a deep kick, and it will be about... Four yards deep or so for Babel. Going to bring it out. He's to the 10, to the 15. Far right side, he gets ran into and can't quite keep his balance. He'll be tackled shy of the 20-yard line. At the 18-yard line, it will be first and 10 for the Griffins. With 22 seconds left, three timeouts. Probably just going to take a knee here and go to half. Wouldn't probably think? run it, get back to the locker room, and, and uh, regroup and come out and put this thing away early in the second half. Washburn two timeouts, so even if they wanted to try to get the ball back, they could not. Griffins will have two receivers. They will not be in a victory formation type look to kneel it down, but may just hand the football off to Markel Smith, who is the back right now. And heck, you never know. Maybe you could pop one like they did with Shamar and all of a sudden maybe try and get a few points. Steigerwell in the pistol. He'll turn and give to Markel Smith a cut back around to the right side. A stiff arm and a good tackle by the corner on the far sideline. We called his name quite a bit, K.J. Turner. It will be a gain of four for Markel and the clock will tick down under 10, and that will be our first half of a play. As we go to the locker room, let's check in with Chris real quick on the sideline as the Griffins lead by 22 here at the half. Your thoughts, Chris? Yeah, overall, I mean, you couldn't ask for much better from the first half for this Griffins offense. Griffins defense, I mean, we talk about a couple big plays, but they forced three turnovers. The offense has capitalized on about everything they've done. They had a couple of punts there, but overall, you go into the half up 36-14. There's a lot to like about what this Griffins team has done because, like we've talked about, they've done it in the second half in games, but they haven't been able to come out in the first half and do this. Now we're seeing them do it a little bit in this game, too. Now we'll see if they can finish. That's been a key word for this team to finish football games these last couple of years under Coach Williamson. We'll see if they can do it up 22 at the break. A lot of football left, and the Griffins have rallied from these types of deficits already this year, and they want to avoid that here on the road in Topeka. Again, at the half, it is 36-14. to 14. Missouri Western leads the Washburn Ichabons. We'll come back to the Missouri Western State University Foundation halftime show. We'll... Talk to Coach Williamson eventually. We'll look at the first half numbers, get the first half recap, look at scores from around the MIAA. That is all to come as we continue with Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. This has been the Missouri Western State University Foundation Halftime Show with your gift to Missouri Western. Everything is possible. Missouri Western with a 36-14 lead here as we get set for the third quarter of play. And 
Again, it is a 22-point lead, but I think this is a pretty big drive. If Washburn go down and score, it does change the outlook of this football game right now. Biggest drive of the game right here. This was Washburn's opportunity. We mentioned it when they took over the football with a minute to go in in the second quarter that this was going to be their window of opportunity because they got the second-half kickoff if they could get some points. They did get some points with the touchdown pass to – with a touchdown pass to um, Jace Williams. There, to Jace Williams late in the second quarter. And now, again, you're going to get the second-half kickoff. This Washburn team has moved the football at times. So this Griffin defense needs to come up big. They made some plays in the first half, uh, but they need to make a play here because mentality-wise, you've been sailing almost the entire first half, and then all of a sudden you look up at the scoreboard, and this is a two-score game. This has not been a two-score game the way it's looked and played out. So you want to come out – Get a three and out. Get it back to your offense and get the separation back in this game. On defense, it's been a little inconsistent, but a couple of really – actually, three guys have had really good games today. Sam Webb's forced three turnovers, two interceptions. Marquise Caldwell has had a couple tackles for loss and been in the backfield a lot, and then Anthony Williams has played great and been their leading tackler so far. But got to get more consistent on the back end. Here's kickoff about three yards deep. Letcher's going to bring it out between the hash and the numbers on the far side right to the 20-25. Letcher to the 30-yard line and knocked down by Sam Avilas. The kicker gets the stop at the 35-yard line as he forced him out of bounds on the far side. So good field position for the Ichabods at their own 34-yard line moving right to left here in the third quarter. Letcher, another guy that's rarely going to take an E. He's going to bring that out anytime from anywhere knowing that he can take it the distance. And pretty good kickoff return here as uh, Washburn takes over in decent field position. They'll have a first and 10 on their own 34. Caps in the first half. Again, 8 out of 16, 121. Threw some good balls down the middle. Tough suffered down the sideline with a couple of INTs thrown to Sam Webb. Trey Babel going to start the second half at safety here. He'll be the nickel back right now. They will look to pass the football, getting hit, and he's going to stay on his feet. Now he avoids another defender, comes to the near side left. Being chased again as Caps cuts up to the 40. Babel is going to make the tackle along with Reggie Certain, but he's up to the 42-yard line. That should have been a sack. He has shown some elusive. He and Wyatt Steigerwald both have been elusive in the backfield and tough to bring down. Hey, Caps is tough. He's shown some toughness here this afternoon. But B, you're right. That's got to be a sack. He, he is rolling out to the right. Good coverage downfield. One of the defensive linemen just has to wrap him up. Instead, it's a nine-yard gain on first down. They bring Isaiah Davis into the game, so they've got three linebackers now. A 4-3 look for the Griffin defense. Here is a fake handoff. Caps will keep a big hole again against the 4-3. Evan Shohan will trip him up, and Devin Burrell flies over the top, but he's to the 46 now in Griffin territory. It's going to pick up about 10 yards on that play. So they've moved the football on two plays into Griffin territory. Good fake. It appeared that Zach uh, Willis had the football, and instead Caps tucked it again, saw a little bit of a lane, and this defense overcommitted, and now two plays, and Washburn driving again into Griffin territory. They've really struggled against the run the last couple weeks. UCM only had 150 yards on 50 carries, three yards per carry. I formation. Here's a ISO play to the near side left. Zach Willis just follows his offensive line and is the lead blocker this time, the fullback, leading him up the middle, and that'll be a, a four-yard gain to the 42-yard line. Dakari Streeter helps make the tackle defensive end for the Griffins. Don't see a lot of I formation anymore, especially in this end of the field, but Washburn wanting to establish the running game again and uh, decent gain on first down of four yards. Going to go under center again, offset this time. Ryan Peru now kind of a blocking back is offset to the left. D back is Willis, and they will fake it to him. Play action pass. Rolling to the right side, going to throw it out of bounds. 
He got hit hard by Dakari Streeter. The redshirt freshman knocked him down. Good coverage in the flat. I think they wanted to get to that fullback, Peru. Anthony Williams in coverage right there. Sam Webb behind that in the secondary. Good job on the play action pass out of the I formation. Well, in the Washburn offense, looking for some different looks downfield that Caps can handle. That time they tried to go a little bit of a boot. Dakari Streeter was having none of that. He let he hit Caps hard on the back end of that play. Third and six, two receivers each way now to the gun. They fake the snap and then look to the sideline see if they want to change the play or not. Now he'll come up to the line of scrimmage. Will he go under center? Nope, he'll stay in the shotgun. Letcher, their most dangerous receiver, is the slot on the right side. Off, are they? It is down to one, and they have to burn a wow. timeout. That is a big timeout that they will have to burn here in the second half when you're down. Boy, you don't want to burn those things. And try and come from behind. If they're going to be in this game late, is going to wish they had every timeout that they had. Almost better off to burn the five yards there than, than burn it, but they do, and they have to a minute and a half into the first half, second third, half. Third and six. Going forward on fourth down a couple times deep in their own end, you imagine this is probably four down territory unless there's a sack or a negative play. Let's go down to the sideline. We'll check in with Chris Roush. Yeah, just kind of on this first drive, I mean, a lot of what Caps is doing is kind of watching what he's doing back there. I mean, a lot of it's a run design, but he's also just being patient, too. I mean, he's letting the Griffin, I mean, the defense is kind of over-pursuing at times. They're trying to flow to it. Caps has been able to find a couple of cutback areas after that first one where he avoided the sack. Caps, he's been their best rusher. He's thrown, ran for 56 yards. Their leading rusher after that is only 20. So the quarterback run game, and most of it isn't really designed. It's him scrambling around and just making a play. You know, that's been an issue so far. The Griffins hardly any sacks so far this year. They've only recorded five sacks now in four-and-a-half football games. Well, and disappointing because you've got capable guys Absolutely. There. And Barrett, they're, they're a getting a lot of pressure, guys. just not getting the quarterback down. They get pressure again over the middle and open as Letcher at the 30. He sits down in the zone, and he will make the catch and fall to his backside. And they'll pick up 12 yards and move the chains. And getting pressure a lot, but it's not able to tackle the quarterback. Griffin's brought pressure that time, and ultimately it was picked up just good enough. And when you pick up the pressure, there's going to be somebody open downfield. And we mentioned Caps has been at his best throwing it down the seam. That was down the seam. Washburn keeps the chains moving. Zach Willis to his right. Here's a handoff to Willis running to the outside. A big hole to the 25, to the 20. Hurdles over. Trey Vavil, who will get credit for the tackle. He's got a first down. He's back in the red zone at the 17-yard line. There's 13 more yards, and you mentioned Griffins have had some trouble defending perimeter runs. There's another one that goes for 13. More trouble on the perimeter. Tyler Baska chasing out there, and he's really not a guy you want chasing on the perimeter. Another huge chunk of yardage that time for 12. Two receivers right side, handoff up the middle, cutback run for Willis, and he's got nowhere to go. Good job by David Siliuta. He's kind of he's starting to get healthy again. He missed the first couple of football games. He's back. He helps make the stop that time. So Siliuta makes the stop for no gain. At the 17-yard line. David, not your biggest interior lineman, but he is athletic in there, and that time was able to, uh, to, to to pop off his feet, Willis, and had a hard time bringing him down, but they blew it dead. No gain, second and ten. Dakari Streeter out there at one of the defensive ends, along with Arnold Creighton, Baska, Saluta inside. Caps wants to throw it, has plenty of time. He will step up and fire near sideline, incomplete. Boy, he could have ran that football and probably gets a first down inside the 10. He underthrew Wilson, who was coming back on the near side by the numbers. And Sam Webb in coverage. Now it's third down and 10 yards to go. Boy, could have and should have. And for how he's ran the football this afternoon, I'm surprised he did not. But for the Griffin defense, fortunate enough, he took what probably could have been a 15-yard gain on the ground and threw it sideways, what would have been a minimal game, been caught. And now third and 11. Here you go. Need to get off the field here. 
Football at the 17-yard line. In motion is Jace Williams, big receiver at 6'5". Claps his hands, gets the snap. Here they come with pressure. They're going to sling it out to the running back on the near sideline. Great one-on-one tackle by Sam Webb for no gain. He had Cornelius Ruff out of the backfield, and Sam Webb comes off his receiver, makes the tackle, no gain, and now it will be a fourth down and ten from the 17-yard line. Ruff, a Division One transfer from Kansas State. Have not seen him much this afternoon, and it was Ruff and Sam Webb. And, boy, Sam Webb having a game this afternoon. Had to make an open field tackle. He did so, and Washburn will settle for a field goal. This will be a 35-yard attempt with a left-to-right angle. Really not much wind to speak of. The kick is away. The kick is long enough, and it is... No good. He pushed it right. They come up empty on the opening drive of this second half. And Missouri Western, they have a 36-14 lead still with 11-23 to go here in the third quarter. We'll never say never, but any momentum you had just got taken out right there. That, uh, again, kick was all the way from the far left hash. And that wind's deceiving. Those flags have been limp. And now the, the closest American flag has started to blow a little bit again. But that ball had a lot of hang time and sailed just enough. Wide right, Griffin's dodge a bullet, take over here. Now White Steigold in the offense. Kind of sputtered down the stretch after scoring on their first four drives. They scored on just one of their last three. Shamar Griffith is over 100 already with seven carries, 102 yards in the football game. Blake Brown will go in motion. He's a wing on the left side. Steigerwald out of the pistol. It is a play-action pass. Going to throw it in the flat for Brow. Makes the catch and turns up field. Stiff arm to the 25. 30. There goes Blake Brow. A collision near the 35-yard line, and he just barely steps out of bounds. That'll be a 15-yard gain to Blake Brow, and another Griffin gets in the act of catching a football. A run look. Nine men in the box. Dave Brown says, uh-uh, play pass. Let's get it to our tight end out in the, out in the flat and see what he can do. And it was the right call. And Blake Burrell, how about him running after the catch? Good 12-yard game. Griff's move the sticks. Two receivers far side left. Now they will go with the two tight ends moving that way as well. So no Ellsworth receiver here on the far side or the near side of the football field, which is the wide side. Four minutes gone by here in the third quarter. 36-14 Western. Steigerwald, they like to run that way with all of the guys over there to block. But he's going to change the play now. Let's see if they change things up and throw the football. Steigerwald, long count. Still 15 on the play clock. Gets the snap at his chest. Hand off to Shamar running to that far side left. Tries to turn the corner, and he's knocked out of bounds after about a one, maybe two-yard gain. Dave, pros and cons running to the strong side. The pro is you've got a lot of guys over there blocking. The con is you got a lot of guys over there blocking, <laughs> so you got a lot of guys in your way. And it's the short up. side of the field, too, so you run out of some space. And that time, minimal game for Shamar. They give him two, second and eight. And 19 to go here in the third quarter. Jaden Richardson, a couple of catches so far in the game. Cooper Burton has one. They've made some big plays. They're split to the near side right. Cooper is the slot receiver. Griffith stays in the football game. He turns, gets the handoff, cutback run, follows Blake Brown for about three to the 40. So let's look, bring up a third and medium, third down five. On third down, the Griffins are four to eight so far. The clock, no doubt, is the Griffins' friend offensively as it ticks under 10 minutes here in the third quarter. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to get so conservative that you take your yeah. foot off the gas either. Wide is 12 out of 19 in the football game. 159 yards, one score, no interceptions. They ran the football for 208 now as a team. Shamara's half that, 104. Third down five. Deron Thompson, the third down back, is in the game. Devon Holmes is also checked in. They look to throw to the backfield. He's going to find Deron Holmes. He's got one-on-one to the near sideline. Shakes to the 45. Has a first down to the 46 as he spins. He gets tackled by K.J. Turner to the, the corner. But 
I like how they're using their backs in the passing game a lot here in this game. Well, it's been the same look pressure-wise from Washburn. Their defensive ends have been really aggressive up the field, and so that's why you see a Markel Smith being the Griffins' leading receiver in the first half catch-wise, Deron Thompson as well. That's just been an easy pitch to the flat, and then it's one-on-one. Can you beat him for a first down? Good move by Deron Thompson. Griffs keep the sticks moving. Give him seven of the 47. The tight end attached on the near side right is... Luke Vang, three receivers far side left. Hand off to Deron Thompson. Counterplay to the 50. Stiff arm to the 45. To the 40. Another stiff arm inside the 40-yard line. Deron Thompson broke one for 27 in the score. This one will go for 17 yards and a first down to the Washburn 36-yard line. Yes, sir. Deron Thompson. Haven't seen him out there much other than third down. He has the big third down conversion. They keep him out there personnel-wise. They give him a carry, and he just took what the defense and the blocking gave him. He saw a hole, put his foot in the ground, and cut for some extra yardage. Griff's on the move. Three receivers again to the far side left. Same formation. The tight end right is Ben. Going to throw the football. Three-step drop. Wyatt going to sling it. High spiral down the football field. Cooper Burton jumps up and couldn't quit quite get high enough to catch that ball and Wyatt knew he had him, just overthrew him by a hair and it falls incomplete. Had two guys running the same pattern. One down the left hashes, one down the right hashes. It was Cooper Burton and that ball just a little overthrown. Not sure Cooper took the greatest route to the ball either, but uh, again, bit of a missed opportunity. Second and ten coming up. Mentioned Duran, four carries now for 50 yards in the football game. Devon Holmes will come split to the near side. Right Vang, a tight end is the wing now on the left side. Second down and 10 from the Ichabod 36-yard line. White going to change the play. He's home for a buck 66 so far in this contest. Here's the snap back from Edinger, chest high. Play action pass, going to throw it to Vang and threw it behind him, and Vang probably still needs to catch the football, but he can't hang on. And back-to-back incompletions now will set up a third and 10 from the Ichabod 36. RPO, Riot kept the football, probably was the right decision, and you're right, Dave. Luke Vang was open, probably a ball he needs to catch, but the ball was thrown behind him just a touch. Would have been a minimal gain, but instead now you've got third and 10, and... Is this four-down territory here? Probably, Probably so. Probably is. Yep. Eight and a half to go here in the third quarter. 36-14, to 14, Missouri Western. Twins to the far side left. Shamar Griffith now is the back here on third and ten. Steigerwald gets the shotgun snap. Has plenty of time. Steps up, fires near sideline for Devon Holmes. He comes back, catches the football just outside the numbers. A gang tackle right at the sticks, and I think that'll be enough to move the chains. Great route by Devon Holmes. First down, Griffins. That is a veteran route from a redshirt freshman receiver that's been your leading target. Devon Holmes knew you needed 10. He runs down to the sticks, turns around. Wyatt Steigerwald knew exactly where he was going to go with the football, and he gets the first down by the nose of the ball. Griffs keep the chains and the clocks and the clock moving. Griffin's now 6 out of 10 on third downs. They are 60% in the football game. They came in a little over 43%. Brow will go in motion. He's a wing on the left side now. Low snap, handoff. Nope, it's a fake and down the middle of the football field. Cooper Burton makes the catch on the slant inside the 10. What a throw by Steigerwald under pressure after the fake handoff. He led Burton. Cooper accelerates and dives to grab the football at the seven-yard line. First and goal for Missouri Western. The snap was a little low, and the offensive line gave Wyatt just enough time to let that develop. Better route that time by Cooper Burton. It was a little underthrown. But a good catch by Cooper Burton in man coverage against Marquise Manning. First and goal from the seven-yard line from Missouri Western. Burton comes in motion, going to give it to him. He will cut to the eh, – he tried to cut inside the 10 and really couldn't get there. He's going to lose yardage. Nowhere to run for Cooper Burton. I think there's a pass option on that play. I think it there like is. When he took that ball, <laughs> it looked like for just a minute he was going to throw it, saw he didn't have anything, and tucked it. 
A loss of two back to the nine-yard line. 7.15 to go third quarter. 36-14. to 14. Griffin's trying to extend the lead now. Because they will have it second down and goal. Cooper's starting to get a lot more action now in the slot. Has a couple of big catches so far in this football game. He tried to pass earlier. and got a pass interference. Brown will go in motion to the far side left on second and goal from the nine-yard line. It's a handoff to Shamar Griffith. The five stays on his feet to the four, to the three, and he's down there for a six-yard gain. It'll be third down goal from the three-yard line as Shamar is able to shimmy his way for six. Shamar shimmied well, that 5-7 frame. Sometimes you can just get flat lost behind the offensive line, and Shamar did that time, kept his legs moving. Sometimes has a hard time breaking out of those tackles, but nobody wrapped him up, kept it moving, and now a good gain of five. Third and three, playbook wide open here from the left hash. Shamar going to stay in the football game. It's been Markel, the back, to get a lot of the scores here lately. He had four last week, two so far today, but Shamar will stay in the game. Burton and Richardson split to the near side right. Brow, the tight end, will go in motion on the wing on the left side with the other tight end, Vang, attached to the line of scrimmage. Now back to throw is White. He's going to take off, run it, and he will throw it in the back of the end zone. It's caught by Vang. He may have been across the line of scrimmage. Is there a flag out? There is not, wow. and Vang will catch it in the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Missouri Western. I'll tell you what, I think the line of scrimmage was the three. He was I'm at the two, positive. wasn't he? He was at the two. <laughs> in fact, I think in the back of Wyatt's mind, he's going, I should probably run this in, but I don't want to get hit hard. But, hey, no replay, no flag. That's a touchdown to Luke Vang. The coaching staff is right next to us. They're looking at us like, hmm, I think we just got away with one. I kind of hesitated to even call it a touchdown because it looked like he was across, but the touchdown stands. The PAT is good. Chris Roush, could you see down there? I thought he was, you know, like Brett said, it's inside the two because, I mean, he was close, and it was just kind of an awkward. Everybody stood around for a second type of deal, too, so I think everybody was kind of wondering if he was across the line of scrimmage, too. Time out on the field. We'll step aside. Nonetheless, it's a touchdown. Griffin strike, 43-14 Missouri Western. 6.06 to go third quarter right here on the Griffin Sports Network. 43-14. Doesn't matter what we think. It's what the uh, um, what the officials think. They did not think he was across the line of scrimmage. And here is Letcher, about a yard deep. Outside the numbers on the far sideline, and they've got him pinned on the right side, but he's going to break tackles to the 30. He high steps over a defender, stays on his feet, pinballs around, comes near sideline, and gets between the hash marks tackled by Michael Marquez at the 44-yard line, one of the backup receivers for the Griffins. But, again, he and Trey Vavil, probably the top two return men in the amount of leg. Well, thankfully, he got tackled by his own guys about three <laughs> times, or he may still be running out to the wide side here. But, uh, again, good return by Letcher. And, you know, back to that touchdown, the rule is your entire body has yeah. to be over the line. And so maybe there was a shoelace that was back by the three-yard <laughs> line. But, uh, nevertheless, hey, no replay. This will say play on. That's a clean touchdown. Second Touchdown thrown by Wyatt Steigerwall. He's now 16 out of 25 for a buck 98 and two scores. No INTs. Griffins back on defense up 43-14. Play action pass for Caps. Wants to fire it deep on the football field. Nobody's there except a Griffin. And Devin Burrell dives, but he cannot hang on to it. And a flag comes out. Colin Wilson, the intended target, but that was nowhere near him. Let's see if this is a hold or a pass interference. It can still be a hold. The P.I.s, they could take that away if it's not a catchable football. 20 yards overthrown, and the closest intended receiver was in a white shirt. They're going to call pass interference here, it appears. It is pass interference. 
It's going to be on Sam Webb, who has two interceptions and also a forced fumble that he recovered his own, so he has forced three turnovers himself. So they get a pass interference on Sam Webb. He didn't allow him to get close to the football that time. Not a spot call in college football, so just a 15-yard penalty, but just like that, Washburn now in Griffin territory. Cornelius Ruff, the back under center is Mitch is uh, Chaz Caps. He will hand the football to Ruff. Cuts up inside. Yeah. Meanders his way across the 35, and Devin Brill picks him up and slams him down at the 33-yard line for a gain of eight yards on the play. A big hole up the middle, and Caps has done a good job in the RPO look, keeping the ball, handing it off, some confusion on who's got the football, and it's another big gain up the middle for Willis, who's had a good second half here. Washburn now 21 rushes for 114 yards, about 5.4 per rush, which they came in after just 3.9. Another handoff to Ruff, picking his way for a first down. From behind, Reggie Certain was there to help make the stop, along with Evan Shohan. He'll get to the 26-yard line. And Washburn picking up a lot of yards right now against this Griffin defense. Well, part of you might say Griffin's going a little soft, up by 29 points, but... The other part of you says, too, again, it's uh, it's a little bit more of the same. I, I struggle to call it bend but don't break, but lots of lots of holes in the running game here for the Ichabods. Now they'll go to the gun again. Ruff will stay in the football game. He's to the left of Chaz Caps. Play action pass. Caps has a ton of time. Now gets hit by Baska, but he escapes again to the 25, and he will get positive yardage. That's been their best offense today. He now has almost ran for 60 yards and they cannot sack him right now. He's going to pick up four to the 22-yard line. Put him under center, traditional seven-step drop off a play-action pass, and Tyler Baskas was, was there and forced him to flush. But again, the defensive line having a hard time just bringing him down for the sack, and instead of a big seven-yard loss, it goes as a three, call it a four-yard gain to the 22. Jamie Reed will check in now. Safety, Isaiah Davis comes off. He was the third linebacker for the time being, and a 4-3. Now back to the 4-2-5. Cap's going to set him out of motion, Jace Williams, and they will hand it to him. Now it's reversed to Letcher, and they've got him dead to rights, but Lukens can't make the tackle, and then he's stood up by Sam Webb and going to lose yardage. That play made by Donovan Lukens, the defensive end, to stay home, and then Webb absolutely blasted him. Letcher gets up shaking his head, a loss of two on the play. Ichabods go misdirection, and that uh, had the makings of working, but I tell you what, Donovan Lukens, Able to blow that play up just enough so Sam Webb could come in and finish him off. And now, now we Sam Webb down. is down at the 30. Again, it was a major collision. Looks like it's going to be a shoulder of some sort and maybe a stinger for Sam Webb. Does it look like shoulder, Chris? Yeah, it looks like it. You know, he's trying to run off and get attention, but he, he couldn't make it to the sideline. Yeah, it looks like they're looking at yeah, look up at upper body right now. I think it is in the shoulder area. They essentially went shoulder to shoulder because... Donovan Lukens able to make Letcher spin around, and then he was dead to rights, and Sam had a good look at, lick on him. But, again, he put that shoulder in there, and you wonder if he's just got a stinger or something right now. Hopefully he's okay. You hope that's the case. Boy, he's had a great football game yes. this afternoon. He's, he's forced three turnovers, two by way of interception, one forced fumble. He made a couple of very good open field tackles, that one right there included. And, uh, again, uh, kind of freakish when you see somebody go off to the sideline and then you see him end up on the ground. So hopefully Sam's okay here. Three minutes and 38 seconds left here in the third quarter. 43-14 to 14 Missouri Western. The Griffins now have 430 yards in the football game on 55 plays, but they have given up 257 to this Washburn team. But the Ichabods were averaging 400 yards per game. This Griffin offense has really found a nice rhythm in the second half of the Central Missouri game, and now Sam will get up and walk off under his own power. Looks to be okay. 
because even the shoulder that was injured, they helped him up with that arm. <laughs> so you'd think if it was, and it could have been his head, maybe had a collision with the head as well, but we'll see. Never know. Violent game. Yep. Hard to say. And Blaze uh, Criley and staff went out to check on him. And my first good sign, he's walking off under his own power. So he'll come off and up 29 points. If it's anything remotely um, to be concerned about, probably won't see Sam the rest of the game. Caps will throw it, going to step up in the pocket. Fire to the end zone, far side right, and it's going to be overthrown. Trey Vavil in coverage, intended for Austin Hubert, but good job in the secondary that time. And Tariq Stewart, Trey Vavil, and they're checking his shoulder right now. So it looks like it's his left shoulder on the sideline for Sam Webb. And I've never had a stinger, but in talking to people that have, those are some of the most painful injuries at the time because you literally almost just lose feeling in that shoulder. Now they're checking both their shoulder, both of his shoulders right now, so... Griffins now, it's fourth down, and they're going to call a timeout. So Missouri Western calls a timeout. They were a little, they had their personnel confused a little bit. It is a fourth down and about seven yards to go, so they will make sure they try and get a stop here on this play. 3.26 to go in the third quarter. We'll get a break, come back with this fourth down from Washburn as we continue on the Griffin Sports Network. Fourth down and about six to go, we'll call it, from the Missouri Western 23-yard line. Chaz Caps and the Washburn offense back out there down 43-14, three and a half to go in the third quarter. Caps looks at a blitz, and he's going to finally get sacked. It'll be Anthony Williams who clobbers him back at the 32-yard line. The Griffins' first sack of the day comes at a great time. They force them to go on it in fourth down and get the sack, and finally they get to the quarterback. I'd say if there was a last gasp, last chance for Washburn, it was there, and instead it ends in a $10 donation from Shelter Insurance Agents Jerry and Linda Myers to the Grips Giving Gifts. Adopt a family program over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Anthony Williams, we've talked a lot about Sam Webb today, Daybringer. Anthony Williams has had himself a pretty has. darn good afternoon as well. No question. And speaking of Anthony, we were going to see Anthony Vespo now check in at quarterback for the Griffins. He played the entire second half last week, was three for five throwing the football. He'll play with the number ones right now. He took the Griffins down for a touchdown in his first drive with the ones last week at NSU. Handoff to Markel Smith, a big hole. He accelerates across the 35 to the 40 and dives for eight to the 40-yard line as Missouri Western begins the drive. At their own 32, now they're at the 40-yard line, moving left to right, up 43-14. Anthony 6'3", 215, the redshirt fresh from Bolingbrook, Illinois. Again, he played the entire second half, as Dave mentioned last week, and I would be surprised if we didn't see him go the, the majority of the rest of the way here this afternoon. 43-14, Missouri Western. Late stages of the third quarter. We have 2.45 to go. Vespo out of the pistol. Markel Smith behind him. Zone read. Handoff to Markel. Runs to his left side. Gets great blocking to the 45-50. Markel Smith now out of bounds. Just shy of the 40-yard line into Washburn territory. Angling out of bounds. He's at the 41. So a 19-yard gain that time from Markel Smith. Well, and again, this Washburn defense, who their defensive line has been a little up and down today. They look like they are tired of facing this Griffin offense. Huge holes on those two runs there. Vespo now will go with some tempo. And it'll be Jared Scott now in the football game as the back. Over 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns, two fumbles last week, but he's back in the football game. Kyle Berry, Damon Wheeler split to the near side right. Far side left is Devon Holmes. Back in Ichabod territory, here is Anthony Vespo. On first down and 10. 
Gets the snap from Edinger. Play action pass. Going to throw a screen to Devon Holmes. Has Rouse in front of him. And he gets a first down to the 30. Tackle to the 29-yard line outside the numbers on the far side left. There's 13 for Devon Holmes, his third catch of the football game. Just as good as the running play, all about timing. Again, a controlled pass for Anthony Vespo to put it in the air for the first time this afternoon. And get it to our guy, Devon Holmes. Nice gain of 11. Griff's driving again. Using again that tempo. Jared Scott stays in the game. They fake the snap a couple of times. Now Vespo will... Come up near center. Hayden Inniger look to the sidelines, see if they want to change the play or not. Wing on the near side right is Cam Grandy. A minute 45 to go third quarter. Vespo with the cadence again. Gets the snap. Hand off to Jared Scott. Another big hole. He gets up and it goes head over heels at the 25, a four-yard gain. How cautious do you think Jared Scott is this afternoon with the ball <laughs> pressure? Think he's got two arms and hands on that ball? I do. I like that they're giving him you some bet. opportunities, and they even gave him a carry in the first half. So he will, again, they've got four talented guys to carry the football, four talented guys to catch it at tight end and block for him, more than four at receiver. This is a deep football team right now. Second down, six from the Washburn 25-yard line. Vespo going to throw it, fakes the screen. Now he wants to go down the football field. He gets clobbered, and he lost the ball. It's picked up by Washburn at the 39-yard line. They faked a screen left. They faked one right. Wanted to go down the football field for Holmes or Barry. And it's almost a blindside hit. And the quarterback for the Griffins gets sacked for the first time as Vespo loses the football. Well, that's a play that takes a long yep. time to develop. You but have to been, have. If the, if, if, if the Griffin offense has struggled with one thing this afternoon at times, it has been pressure of the Washburn defensive front as they have shown the ability to get to the quarterback. That time, again, Wyatt Steigerwald maybe senses that. Anthony Vespo, young in his career, can't sense that. He's got his mind focused on who's open downfield, and before he could even look up, he had three gray shirts on him. He goes down. He can't secure the football, and the Griffins turn it over for the first time this afternoon. Griffin's still plus two in the turnover ratio right now. Sam Webb, by the way, back in the football game. They swing it up to the running back on the near sideline of the 40. Taylor Peters tackled by Devin Burrell, Isaiah Davis, Donovan Lucan, Sam Webb at the 48-yard line. A gain of nine to Taylor Peters on the swing pass out of the backfield. And that's one thing Vespo will learn with just more reps, more game action. Uh, again, that's why these opportunities are so valuable when you've got a big lead that you're able to play on the road against someone else other than reps in practice. Colin Wilson goes in motion, a handoff on the fly sweep. Evan Shohan can't get there. He's got a first down to the 45 in the Griffin territory now as he runs out of bounds on the far sideline with the 44, and they move the chain. Griffins in the second half have been bend but don't break. They've allowed them inside the 25 twice, but no points to show for it. A missed field goal and a turnover on downs. You know, Dave, that time, that big chunk of yardage there is is a byproduct of alignment when you look at that. When that ball went to that side of the field, there's Evan Shohan on that side of the field and nobody else. And so two can block one every time, and it's another big chunk play. And off for Taylor Peters. Runs right into the two linebackers, Anthony Williams and Evan Shohan. They shut him down for just a two-yard gain to the 41-yard line. And that's our final play of the third quarter. We go to the fourth. Missouri Western leading the Washburn Ichabods here in Topeka, 43-14, to as we continue with Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. As we continue from Yeager Stadium, it's 43-14 Griffins to start the fourth quarter. Let's check in with Chris Roush on the sideline. Yeah, after that fumble by Anthony Vespo, he went over, got on the headset. He, he was up there listening to the coaching a little bit. And after that, Wyatt Steigerwald came over and talked to him a little bit, just kind of you know reassured him because, like Brett said, I mean that's a play that takes a while to develop. You fake a couple screens, but Wyatt right there helping Vespo out, and he also was able to talk to his coaches after that too. And sometimes it doesn't matter 
who you are. You get a hit in the blind side, just not going to be able to hang on to the football sometimes. So we'll probably see him back out there. The Griffins in command of this football game right now with 15 to go. We go to the fourth quarter. Washburn moving now left to right. 43-14, Missouri Western. He will right for the red hat to get off the field, or red shirt in this case, yes, who it is. controls the game essentially timeout-wise. Chaz Caps, 11 out of 22, 142 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. He's been sacked just the one time. He claps his hands in the play-action pass. Under pressure, David Saliuta gives chase, and he'll throw it away. Good job by Saliuta to get there again. He and Dakari Streeter were there. Also Isaiah Davis from his linebacker spot and good coverage down the football field. Saliuta, as you mentioned, Dakari Streeter. Called Dakari Streeter's name a few times this afternoon. He's starting to come on. The redshirt freshman from Bridgeton, Missouri, went to Pattonville High School. Well, we've, we've talked about a lot of redshirt freshmen, I, I was just thinking we? the same thing. Redshirt <laughs> freshmen, sophomores. Yep. You know, we forget sometimes that these guys are still underclassmen. Some guys playing in their first year of college football. Third down six for Washburn. Caps tries to take off. Nowhere to go. Streeter hems him in. Now angles to the near sideline. Dakari gives chase. He will grab him and throw him down for a loss. That'll be a sack for Dakari Streeter as he gets him back in the 43-yard line. A loss of one of the play. Sack for Dakari Streeter. Another $10 to the Griffs giving gifts. And I think Dakari is banged up on the Washburn sideline. Charitable endeavor. Compliments to shelter insurance agents Jerry and Linda Myers. And Dakari, as you mentioned, who made that tackle, is down on the Washburn sideline. Blaze Criley sprints to the other side, and Dakari in pain down there. Going mm. to roll him over on his back right now, and he kind of slung him down awkwardly a little bit. and It's almost like he's rolling around and got hit somewhere where he shouldn't have got hit, so... And, again, that was a play where he sprinted out to the sideline and grabbed the quarterback from behind uh-huh. and just kind of tried to throw him down. You know, sometimes that's a byproduct of the defender not wanting to get flagged for a roughing the passer play that they protect the quarterback. And looks like Dakari's okay. Maybe. He's limping right now pretty good, but. He will walk, eh, for the most part, under his own power. Yeah. We go to the far sideline now. Griffins will force a fourth down and eight after the sack by DeCorey. And Washburn will no doubt go for it here. They're going to say it's just a tackle for loss, but he dropped back to pass. I don't care if he scrambles or not. He dropped back to pass. It still should be a sack for DeCorey Streeter. Yeah, if you could tackle behind the line and yeah. you're obviously trying to pass. matter if you're running is, or not. That's that definitely a sack. Because he dropped back to pass the football. It wasn't a design run. They will go for it, fourth down and eight. On fourth down, they're two out of four. On the season, the Griffins have been pretty good on fourth down. Teams have converted on fourth down two out of seven times. Now Katz will throw it, open as Letcher. He gets in front of Sam Webb, makes him miss, and then he's going to be tackled by Trey Vavil at the 23-yard line on a slam on the far side left. So Letcher's their big play receiver. And for him, that's his third catch of the game. You know, Dave, you learn a lot about teams from people that obviously know them the best and that's a lot of times your your media folks and folks that cover this washburn club what did they tell us pregame this club's got a lot of capable parts yep. but we're not sure they're all together that's kind of what we've seen this afternoon they do have some good individual players under pressure again terrence march can't get the sack but they're going to get a sack from cj ravenel back of the 35 yard line the griffins getting pressure they brought a bliss that time from terrence march he didn't get the sack 
but he forced Caps out of the pocket, and right there was C.J. Ravenel, another red-shirt freshman from Santa Clarita, California, to clean up the mess of the 35. That is a name we haven't called very much this afternoon, C.J. Ravenel. played a ton. And uh, that's a name we've called a lot this season, but uh, as few as sacks as we've had to this point in the year, starting to make up some ground for shelter insurance agents. Jerry Linda Myers, that's another $10 to Griff's Giving Gifts. That's $30 here in the second half. And Caps scrambled back, so a loss of 12 on the play. Second down and 22. Going to rush four this time. Going to hit him again. Letcher makes the catch with Trey Vavil right there. He's going to make a tackle for loss at the 36-yard line. They set up a screen, and Trey Vavil always around the football helps make the stop for the Griffins. Tell you what, I've seen Trey Vavil do a lot of good things in coverage, not only last week but this afternoon as well. He's been out on the field more than he hasn't. And, again, he's not a guy as his career goes along that you're going to, A, want to throw the ball to. And as we talked a lot last week, he is not afraid to stick his nose in and get it in a tackle. That's a good tackle against Letcher right there. Well, if they can get, get some size on him, he's going to be dangerous. Coming up, pressure again with a three-man rush, and it's going to be thrown away. Caps falling backward. Arnold Creighton getting pressure that time. It's going to be fourth down and 23 yards to go. You know, these last two drives from a defensive line pressure on the quarterback standpoint, it's almost like Justin Richter pushed the button and said, guys, <laughs> go get him. What are you waiting on? Versus they couldn't get there for the majority of the game to this point. They have had a lot of success here the last few dropbacks. Going to go for it. They're down 43-14, 12-44 to go here in the fourth quarter. Missouri Western on top. Jazz caps in the game now 13 out of 26 for 160. Three-man pressure again. Going to have time. We'll step in the pocket now. A rainbow to the end zone, and it will be Colin Wilson getting it knocked away. He had it in his arms, then knocked away. Drew Sachin in coverage for the Griffins, and it falls to the turf incomplete. Devin Burrell also back there, and a turnover on downs. The Griffin offense will get back on the football field. Well, I won't say that was a Hail Mary, but it was just as good. You had five white shirts down there and one gray shirt, and it was almost a miraculous pitch and catch as Colin Wilson was right there, but... Griffin defender came in to knock that ball away just at the last minute. Griff's hold on downs. Washburn now 3-6 on four downs conversions. And hopefully the Griffins can run some time off this clock and salt this sucker. Well, it's already salted away, but Griff's need to run more time off this clock here. 43-14, Griffins. Deron Thompson in the back. Vespo is at quarterback. Two receivers to the far side right. Jordan Witcher to the near side left. Here's a counter run for Thompson. Not much running room. Shannon Ross won't make the tackle. Again, he he's wearing 17 today, and that's a pretty special number for this Washburn football family. As they had a young man, unfortunately, got shot along with Corey Ballantyne, who was drafted by the New York Giants. Unfortunately, Dwayne Simmons passed away, and they have a different Ichabod wearing his number 17 jersey every single game this year. And Shannon Ross gets the Honor to do that here in this football game. Quick pass in the slot. It's going to be caught by Jordan Witcher at the 41-yard line for a gain of five yards as they've got the football at their own 41-yard line with a third and five coming up. Hey, one thing we really haven't talked about today, this will be the Griffins' seventh consecutive win away from Spratt Stadium. That's impressive. Yep. Seventh straight, but... What is it, five-game losing streak at home right five now? Five-game losing streak at home. So <laughs> Got to snap that next week on snap homecoming. Snap that next week, and it would appear we've got a really good chance to do that with the opponent coming to town. And just the way the Griffins are playing right now, too. Up 43-14 here on the road against a capable Washburn team. Vespo going to throw it again. He's two for two. Going to throw it right down the seam again. Caught by Grandy a yard shy of the sticks. It'll be fourth and one as Cam Grandy 
The true sophomore makes the catch, and it will be the punt team coming onto the football field. Cam's first catch this afternoon. He got up slow. The tackler got up slow. And that play right there, I mean, you just see the arm talent of Anthony Vespo. I mean, that's only a five-yard pass, but he just stepped in and gunned it in there, and good job by Cam to bring it in. How about 11 Griffins catching a football today? (laughs) Ten last week, 11 today. There's a lot of different options for these quarterbacks. Well, you mentioned it. That means you've got a lot of guys that are capable. A lot of guys that are capable of making plays. They bring the pressure and block Luke Tyson's punt. It's going to roll to the 50-yard line and get into Ichabod territory. Griffins give up a block punt. Boy, that's the first block punt against a Griffin punter I've in a long, long time. To look back to see when the last time a punt was blocked, there's a timeout on the field. We will step aside. Ten and a half to go. Fourth quarter, Griffins 43, Ichabod's 14. This is Missouri Western Football on the Griffin Sports Network. We continue from Jaeger Stadium after the block punt. Washburn takes over at their own 47-yard line, moving left to right. Chaz Cap still in the game under pressure from Siliuta. Going to throw a bullet down the football field and a diving attempt, but incomplete. Jamie Reed in coverage. The attempt that time from Hunter Browning falls incomplete. Pretty good spot because it was decent coverage by Jamie Reed. Jamie Reed an interception in the opener and haven't called his name a lot over the last three weeks, but uh, covering and... Again, we've mentioned it on numerous occasions. Chaz Caps throws a very good ball down the center of the field, and Washburn coach is recognizing that, calling that pattern, and just good coverage by Jamie. Here's a stretch play to the near side right for Taylor Peters. We'll cut up inside. This is actually Willis who will make the carry, and he's going to be tackled by Colton Larcival. Haven't seen Colton a lot now. They've kind of switched things up at the safety spot. He was one of the guys that struggled in coverage, a big hitter, but struggling in coverage. We've seen more of Tariq Stewart, Trey Vavil, guys like that, shifting over and playing some safety. It'll be a third down and seven coming up from midfield. We'll check the MIAA scoreboard as we continue. Right now, Fort Hay State leads UCO in the fourth quarter, 35-7. Pitt State's up 21-7 in the second quarter on Lincoln. From the 50-yard line, Chaz Caps in the offense, looks to the sideline. Nebraska Kearney's up 38-3 at halftime on Northeastern State. There's a snap back to Caps. They bring four-man pressure over the middle of the football field. Nearly picked off by Vabble. Got his hands on an antenna for Jace Williams, who also had his hands on the football, and it falls incomplete. Now fourth down and seven yards to go as the football is at the 50-yard line. The other two scores going on right now. Missouri Southern leads Central Missouri in the second quarter, 21-7 down in Joplin. And at halftime, Emporia State 17, Northwest Missouri State 12. Still a long way to go in those games, but uh, those interesting scores, those scores. scores surprised me. Absolutely. Two of the undefeateds are down, and even in the first half or at halftime. Here comes pressure over the middle. Nearly picked off by Siliuta. He dropped from his defensive line spot. Devin Burrell also in coverage, and those two both had chances at interceptions. It falls incomplete, and the Griffins will force another turnover on downs. Justin Richter brought the farm that time, and who leveled the quarterback? Trey Vavil leveled the quarterback, <laughs> Dave Rigger. Trey Vavil. How about Vavil hits the quarterback, and Siliuta drops in coverage and almost has the interception. Go figure that. A little zone blitz. A little inverted play there. Your, your corner levels the quarterback, and... Your defensive lineman almost picks that off. Regardless, it's another fourth down stop. Griffs take over at midfield. Some new faces on the offensive line now. Jaden Richardson, receiver to the far side right with Damon Wheeler. Devon Holmes to the near side left for Anthony Vespo. Looks to throw the football. A little quick hitch caught by Devon Holmes. He will get 
Close to a first down at the 40-yard line. Devon Holmes, they've got a playoff of him. They've got a, I think folks know about 84 now. And Vespo, 4-4 four to four here in the second half throwing the football. Yeah, again, a lot of short completions. And, you know, you're not going to open it wide up given the fact it's 43-14. But, again, you want to use these opportunities to give him some game looks. And we saw the double uh, reverse that uh, obviously ended up in a fumble. But, uh, you know, Griffin's also not exclusively just running the football to get out of here. They want to get something out of these snaps. You don't want to rub it in either. But uh, good opportunity for Anthony Vespo. Vespo came into the game 4-10. to Now 4-4 to in this football game. Jared Scott the back. First and 10 now at the Washburn 40-yard line. There's a handoff to Jared Scott. Patient run. Tries to get the outside. Turns the corner, but gets out of bounds at the 39-yard line for a gain of one yard. And that is it. Tackled out of bounds on the near sideline by Peyton Lane. The safety comes up to help make the tackle. We'll check in with Chris here in a second with 8.49 to go fourth quarter. It's been all Missouri Western today. They've shut out the bods here in the second half and lead 43-14. to But... This game was won in the first four possessions. Four possessions, 29 points. They got to a tremendously quick start. Both sides of the football forcing turnovers, getting big plays. And just like that, it was 29-7 to early in this contest. And an offense entourage that was, that was I would definitely describe as dynamic. Yep. It was a dynamic display out of the gate. They can't off. Vespo on the run. Fires in the flat. Caught by Cam Grandy. His third catch stays on his feet, but they're going to say he went down. I don't know if he ever did. He almost landed on the defensive back that time. He'll be about a yard and a half shy of the first down. Let's go down to Chris real quick. Yeah, just an injury up, update on Dakari Streeter. They wrapped up his left knee, shin area with ice. I don't expect to see him the rest of the day today. He got up and walked at least. He had a little bit of limp, but it looks like he'll probably be okay. I hope that's just a, a bruise more than anything else. The one nice thing is they've got a lot of depth on the defensive line and playing a lot of guys right now up front. I always fear the worst when you hear knee, but but as Chris said, he walked off under his own power. Third down two now from the Ichabod 32-yard line. Grandy in motion. A wing on the right side. Scott the back. Zone read handoff to Jared Scott. Going to get hit in the backfield and drop for a one-yard loss. Now going to name the two-yard loss back to the 34-yard line. So now a fourth and four. And again in this spot, probably... A chance to go for it there, one for two on fourth down conversion so far in the football game. And on the season on fourth down, they are three out of five, 60%. Let's have some second stringers out there now on the offensive line with the exception of Isaiah Colbert. Keegan Zars has played a lot here this and although Colbert's still out there, but he's playing now left tackle when he's normally the right tackle, so trying to maybe see if he can play left tackle a little bit if need be. It's your interior, three fresh guys out there. Yep. Fourth down and four for Vespa. Wants to throw it. Here comes the pressure. Going to stand up, throw it deep down the football field, and they're going to be overthrown. Boy, it was the right read because a better ball. That's probably six points. Wheeler had a step on the defensive back. Just couldn't make the grab. And Vespo, his first incompletion of the day. He needed about another second yep. to set his feet, and he would have thrown a strike to Damon Wheeler Jr. Instead, ended up on his back. And I've probably seen more plays on fourth down in this game and I've seen maybe in a year and a half combined. these <laughs> Ten teams. times they've gone for it, the two teams. Seven for the Ichabods and three for the Griffins. Coming into the game, Washburn on fourth down had gone for it 11 times. So now they've gone for it 18 times in fourth down in five football games. A lot of subs in defensively. Again, they'll swing it out of the backfield. Here's Ruff and coming over. Vavil can't make the tackle. He's the first one to hit him. And then he's getting tackled around the 40, 41-yard line. Almost a gain of seven. 
So some subs out there. Tristan Davis out at free safety. Ravenel's out there. Larcival, Vavel. Justin Mason's at corner. Sachin's still out there. Blakeney at defensive tackle. Saluda is out there. Terrence March and Isaiah Davis at linebacker. Donovan Lukens at defensive end. Boy, when Coach Williamson took over the program, he knew what they needed was depth. They had to have more guys because their first-line guys when they took over were still pretty good. The likes of the Jonathan Owens and Dante Watkins and guys like that. It's a first-down run of four for Ruff. But he knew they had to get depth because it was really a drop-off from the first-team guys to the second-team guys. It was almost playing third- and fourth-team guys. Now they have tremendous depth on this football team. There's no question across the board. I think they got the Griffins offside. He's going to take a shot deep down this right sideline. It's a jump ball out of bounds, a diving attempt. It's caught out of bounds. Really good catch. It really was, but it's going to be out of bounds. Hunter Browning makes the grab. I think they got the Griffins offside. But well, to go back to the depth thing, I mean, this team is deep at a lot of positions. It's always next man up, uh, and you never know when it's going to be your turn. And, uh, you know, especially on defense, especially in this league, and uh, you have got to, A, have physical guys up front. B, you've got to be able to rotate them in and out, especially as breakneck pace as offense is at the college level. And C, you've got to be physical. And, uh, you know, again, there, there are a lot of names, especially at the start of last year, that we didn't know. But, but we got to know them quickly because they yeah. were immediate impact guys, and they are young. That's the other impressive thing. Chaz Caps under pressure, throws over the middle of the football field behind Hubert, his receiver. On the drag route, it's incomplete. Pressured by Ravenel and Lukens, the two defensive ends. Let's go back down to Chris Roush. Yeah, just looking at this, this second group now, they talk about the depth of this defense. Just a lot is still flying around. And, you know, second half, the defensive front, a lot more pressure than maybe we saw in the first half. I don't know, like Brett said, if Justin Richard just pushed the buttons of let's go get him. But a lot more pressure on Caps here in the second half. Second down and five under center is Chaz Caps. He will send the tight end Meyer in motion as a wing on the right side. Stretch handoff to the near side for Ruff. And he is absolutely blasted. And a form tackle by Isaiah Davis. He buries him for no gain at the 50-yard line. And Isaiah Davis, another one of those guys who has been thrust into a little bit more action today than maybe he would have because, again, Griffin's playing arguably without their best defensive player in Kobe Cummings. Yep. And they've missed him, but, again, uh, have had a lot of other guys that have just picked up the slack. And Davis, a sophomore, so another young player in this program. They've recruited well these three years under Coach Williamson. Back to throw his caps. He has some time. He's going to sling it down the near sideline. Mason gets beat. Wide open touchdown as they find Austin Hubert. Justin Mason bit on the double move, and he finds Hubert wide open down the near right sideline for a touchdown. Now Justin Mason, a junior, J.C. transfer from West Los Angeles College, and uh, bit on the double move. And we've seen caps hit some guys in stride down the field and done a good job in recognition when there's been a blown coverage. And that time there was, and... Washburn shows a little bit of life with five minutes left in this game. The two touchdowns that Caps has are blown coverage by the Griffins. Drew Sachin got beat when Jace Williams caught the TD in the first half to close out the second quarter. And now Mason gets beat on this one. They have the swinging gate here on the PAT, but they will line up in their normal point after formation. The kick is up and the kick is good. We'll get a break with 5.04 to go here in the fourth quarter. Washburn scores to make it a 43-21 football game as we continue with Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. 5.04 to go here in the fourth quarter. Missouri Western's lead is down to three scores. It's 43-21. 
guess if there's some things to look at, just finishing the game again. They only have one score here after halftime. They have a turnover. Give up a big play there. So it's an even game here after halftime. But the lead got the Griffins, or the start got the Griffins a big lead early on. But it is a 60-minute football game. It is, and probably got an onside kick coming here. Looks like it. Need to recover it to avoid any type of any type of nail-biting situation. Let's see which way he kicks it. Looks like he's going to go to the far side left. Here's the kick by Lake. It gets a high hop and a good job by Sam Webb. Who else? He has had a spectacular football game. Got banged up, had a little stinger, but a good job by Sam Webb that time. Chris Blakeney, the defensive tackle, was also in on the hands team that time. Pretty rare you see 6'3", 315 on the hands (laughs) team. And, you know, you'll wonder if he's not out there to – you know, you've got all these wide receivers and cornerbacks that are sprinting at it from the, from the kick coverage team, and you almost wonder if he's not out there just to block and move some bodies out of the way. Some new numbers and faces out there for the Griffins. We see Cole Cruz come on. Young man from Raypeck playing receiver now here in the near side left. Vespo still at quarterback. Jared Scott, the running back, first and 10 from the Washburn 48-yard line. The handoff to Scott running to the right side, cuts up in between the numbers and the hash mark, and... Powers his way to the 43 for a five-yard gain around the right end. I haven't seen Jared a lot today, but that's his fifth carry. and Just 10 yards, but again, Shamar Griffith, how about his day? 10 carries, 113 yards. Again, one of those uh, for 82 yards, so the bulk of his day. And, you know, Markel Smith, 12 carries, 63 yards. Felt like he had more rush. Felt like yeah. he had more running yards in this game than just 63 yards. Got it a couple of scores. Noah Price is now the center, the redshirt freshman from Liberty, Missouri. Second down five from the 43 of Washburn. Griffins move right to left. Another handoff to Jared Scott. Patient run, then he accelerates to the hole, and he showed he, he showed power last week at NSU. Another powerful finish on the run. These running backs, again, they finish their runs pretty well, and he's going to get to the 34-yard line for a first down carry. Also on the offensive line, Austin Kemp, Keegan Zars, Evan Clark, and Swig Colbert now playing left tackle as opposed to right tackle right now. Well, 5'11", 185, that is, uh, that's a good size to be very versatile. You're just big enough to be hard to bring down, but you're just at that right side, size to maintain a, a really quick burst. Really like what I've seen from Jared Scott. Trayvon Harris now into the football game as a slot receiver. Michael Marquez, receiver on the far side right, Missouri State transfer. Another handoff to Scott. Big collision after he got the handoff. He'll get about a yard. Well, it turned out to be a pretty beautiful afternoon for football, hasn't it? There was talk that this game may start a little bit late because of the weather we had during warm-ups. The skies have cleared. There's been sun the entire football game. Drove through a lot of rain to get here and watched a very driving rain for probably the first 25, 30 minutes upon our arrival. And then right about game time, it dried up and was overcast. And, boy, now a beautiful fall afternoon. Sun shining brightly. Up to 74 degrees now. Second down and eight. They'll give Jared Scott two. <laughs> Deron Thompson in the back now behind Vespo. Redshirt freshman quarterback, a handout to Deron Thompson. Boy, he's had some really good runs. Cutback run, and he's about one broken tackle away from taking that to the house. He gets up to the 28-yard line for a gain of five. But Deron's had a good day. Six carries, what, 56 yards now for him. Well, Duran's a different body type, 5'9", 190, and he's lanky, just lanky enough to work very good to catch it out of the backfield. But, but again, just at the right size enough to where he's shifty in the, on the interior. And credit the offensive line, too. They, uh, you know, again, we've, we, we, we highlighted them early in the season, and they've really done a good job the last two weeks. Marquez comes put to the near side left on a third and four at the Washburn 28-yard line. 
Clock is at 2.24 to go here in the fourth quarter. 43-21 Missouri Western. Vespo wants to throw it out of the backfield. It's going to be complete to Scott, but it can't avoid the big collision. He is tackled immediately at the 29 for a loss of one on the play. Good job by Chase Williams to come up and make the tackle for Washburn. Now a fourth down coming up. And Sam Avila's shot here. Try a field goal. The Griffins have not made a field goal yet this year. Sam Avila's is 0 for 3 in his career. He is 5 out of 10. 5 for 7 last year with a long of 49. He's 0 for 3 this year. Right hash. Wind. Eh, a little bit of a factor here. You can see the tops of the trees. This will be a 46-yarder. Steigerwald on to hold. Good hold. Good snap. The kick is away. The kick is long enough. And it just sneaks over. And they get their first field goal in 2019. Sam Avilas knocks it through and... It wasn't an easy field goal with some wind kind of holding that thing up a little bit. They congratulate Sam. Boy, everybody's coming out to, to give him a big applause, and that's a big kick and a confidence booster for Sam Avilas. Who, he's got a good leg. He's a good kicker, but just has been 0 for 3 so far this year. And, Chris, that's good to see down there, isn't it? Yeah, everybody just came out, came out to Kavang, had his hands both up in the air, like fist bumping with him. And the wind's been weird down here today, too. I mean, a couple of times you up there if they're going to go for it on fourth down or not in the red zone. During those type of drives, I mean, the offense was clicking, but also the wind was kind of like circulating, I guess you could say. It would start one direction, a couple minutes later it would go in different directions, but that one right there, the wind wasn't exactly in Sam's favor either. With that last drive, too, now the Griffins over 500 yards of offense for the third consecutive football game. I would say you'd probably go back a ways to, to find the Griffins with five straight, or three straight 500-yard games of offense. I would say... Probably could find it in 2012. You know, that's the last yeah. time that, that I remember the offense really having weeks where they were able to do whatever they wanted to do. There well, to put that in perspective, last year they only had two over 500 the entire season. Now three in three weeks in the first five weeks of this season. Here's the kick out from Sam Avilas. High kick, not very deep. Letcher's going to come get this at the 16-yard line on the far side hash, and good coverage by Missouri Western. They've let him sneak out a couple times, but they've had decent coverage. They've had to kick off quite a bit, and Reggie Certain, another redshirt freshman, makes the tackle for the Griffins, young man from Hazelwood Central, who has produced a lot of good Griffins over the years. A minute 34 to go, and now after a two-game road trip, Griffins will come back home with a winning record. First time they're above 500 now in the season. And they will come back home for homecoming against a Missouri Southern team that I think is much improved, but still, so far on the season, they are struggling a little bit at 1-3, and three, and we'll see how today ends up. They so were Missouri ahead. has tied that game. So 21 apiece in the first half of that game in Joplin. Chaz Caps pump fake. The receiver screened to Hunter Browning, and he collides with Terrence March and Isaiah Davis, two linebackers at the 34. Well, Dave, 2012, as we know, special season in Griffin football history, and by statistics, that was the most prolific offense in Missouri Western history. They never had three consecutive games over 500 yards. However, uh, 539, 549, 532, 569, and 544. So did it five times in that season. But just not three in a row, so we'll have to try and see if we can find out the last time. It's probably been a while. Here's a cutback run for Willis for a first down. Or excuse me, that's Taylor Peters, the, red, or the true freshman running back for them. This Washburn team, they'll go on the road next week, and we'll probably get a little healthier as they play at Northeastern State next week. 
2011 team, a lot of those same guys, 632 against Truman and then at Baptist 500 yards, but not three consecutive 500. Browning a big run on a fly sweep around the far side left. Justin Mason eventually makes the tackle. He's deep into Griffin territory at the 31-yard line. So with 41 seconds to go, some garbage yards here these last couple of drives for the Ichabods. And boy, they're going to get... Uh, they're at 348 right now. They may get close to 400, which Griffin's giving up a little bit too much yardage right now. Bryce Steffens helps make the tackle on the near side with Jamie Reed on the swing pass out of the backfield and a loss of the play. And Craig Schur is going to call a timeout with 23 seconds left. And why wouldn't you? Down 46 to 21. Hey, speaking of homecoming next week, again, we look forward to getting back to Spratt Stadium. We mentioned this will be the Griffin's seventh consecutive win away from Spratt. We need to break a winless streak at home. Uh, Griffins have not won at home their last five. Now, again, you played the likes of Pitt State, Northwest, Central Missouri in there, but uh, you got to take care of your home turf, especially to get to where you want to go. And we need you there next weekend at Spratt. It's homecoming. Roaring 90s. We're celebrating the decade of the 90s. Yes, it's um, a good decade. Uh, our all-decade team of the 90s will be on hand. A lot of activities planned, but that's the homecoming theme. Uh, roaring through the 90s and a lot of activities coming up next week. Again, you can see a schedule of those activities online at missouriwestern.edu backslash homecoming. We want to see you at Spratt Stadium next Saturday. Special kickoff time of 4 p.m. Not a night game, but a little bit later than our normal day kicks. But fireworks after the game, too. Fireworks after the game, presented by... <laughs> By Schneider Fireworks, and the first 500 fans in the game will take home a commemorative 25-ounce metallic water bottle. It's black in color. It's got the 50 Seasons logo on it, and that's presented by our friends at U.S. Bank. So you want to make sure you're through the gates early. Everybody needs a good water bottle. These are nice. I've seen these, and be a good momentum of the 50th season. Caps going to throw the football to the numbers on the far left sideline. It's complete inside the 20-yard line. Jamie Reed makes the tackle at the 16-yard line with 16 seconds to go. Washburn one timeout remaining, and they're going to burn it. Washburn wants to score one more time against the backups of the Griffins. Go back to the 20, actually this was the 2012 season. I'm just going to go back in the Drew Newhart era. There were some good offensive numbers, yeah, no obviously, doubt. in that season as well. Um, See, look at that. Let's go back down to the field. Let's check in with Chris just for fun. Oh, well, thanks, Dave. I'm looking forward to 90s you know, next week, too. That's when I was born. Not yeah. that you guys are like an uh, age, young, you know. Young yeah, age great. bracket. <laughs> but, yeah, since we have about, what, 16 seconds left and last time out. But, you know, you're talking you know, just about what this offense has been able to do. Three straight games, 500 yards. So just that, That's something we saw glimpses of last year, like with the offense, what Dave Brown wanted to do. Now I think you're seeing really what this offense is capable of doing, just how they've been able to handle a lot of adversity, a lot of different situations so far this year. We thought this team had a chance to be pretty good offensively, but I think with so many young receivers, we weren't quite sure. A new quarterback who we thought was pretty talented but weren't quite sure. But now seeing it against some of the best competition in the MIAA and against Washburn and, and Northeastern State on the road, all of a sudden this team is about as good. <laughs> they can compete with about anybody offensively in this league. Now the defense is struggling a little bit right now. 394 allowed today. 400 last week to Northeastern State. It's got to get better defensively. Going to throw to the end zone. Deep down the near side, right overthrown out of bounds. Justin Mason in coverage intended for Hubert. And it will be just five seconds off the clock. Off the clock, 11 to go here in the football game. Griffin's up 46-21, to 21, but going to move to 3-2 and two on the season. Hey, the other thing you have to keep in mind offensively, this is just year two of Dave Brown's offense. Yep. And whereas everybody wants it right now, wants it right now, it takes a while to develop chemistry, to learn your system, to get into a role. 
Uh, now two starting quarterbacks in two years, and even though Wyatt's been in the system, again, uh, sometimes there's a lot of good things to, to being the backup guy, learning the system, and we're definitely seeing Wyatt run it well. And Browning drops what might have been a touchdown. Bryce Stevens dropped from his linebacker spot. Browning drops it at the two-yard line. If he catches and just can fall forward a couple of yards, he's going to score a touchdown. So now down to one play more than likely here in the football game. Six seconds remaining. Griffin's up 46-21. to 21. You know, Dave, even going back to the Drew Newhart era uh, in the 2009 season, Griffins went over 500 yards of offense twice during that season, but they were not consecutive. That could be a record. It might be. Three straight 500-yard games. Six seconds. Last play of the football game. Cap's going to throw it to the back of the end zone, and it will be out of the back of the end zone, and they put they keep one second on the clock. <laughs> Looking at the Griffin coaching staff, they're kind of putting their hands in there like, seriously, one second remaining. That only took five off the clock. So one more shot at the end zone, and let's see if the Griffins can keep them out of the end zone and off the board. Fourth and ten from the 16-yard line with one second left in this football game. Chaz Caps, 17 out of 38. 240. Two TDs with two INTs. You know, for a third-string quarterback who probably hasn't taken a lot of reps, it hasn't been the worst day you could have. He's going to drop back, go to the 30, now throw it short. It's going to be complete to the 15-yard line. Bryce Steffens is right there, going to tackle Hubert. Obviously will not get to the end zone, and the Griffins get a victory. Jamie Reed comes away with the ball. They blew the play dead. It's not going to matter. The Griffins get their second consecutive win on the road as Missouri Western comes to Topeka. They knock out the Washburn Ichabods 46-21. This is the seventh consecutive win away from Spratt Stadium. And second week in a row, they get a win on the road. 46-21, our final score. Missouri Western defeats Washburn. We'll come back to the Hy-Vee Post Game Show as we continue with Missouri Western football on the Griffin Sports Network. What a start for you guys defensively. We were talking about it off the air. You especially, a couple interceptions, a forced fumble there at the beginning of the game. Just what was the biggest thing that you guys maybe talked about? Or what was the biggest thing for you guys coming into this game? Uh, coming into this game, we stressed that they had, like, really good skill players. And so we just, all week, we just stressed that we needed to be on our high horse defensively and and make sure that we were locked down on a, in the DBs. For, for you, the forced fumble that really get everything started, just how much can that change the momentum or get the momentum on your guys' side there and get this defense going early in a game like that? Uh... Prior to this, I didn't have any any turnovers, and I knew that turnovers, you know, they switched the game momentum around a lot as soon as that happened. So, and I knew that uh, going into the game, the 13 didn't hold the ball well. So, I just knew that we had to get that done. Now for the interception, you know, Caps, the third string guy, that he hadn't really played a whole lot of snaps since back in junior college. He comes in today. Just what were the looks he was giving you guys back there, and kind of what were you seeing from him? I, I think they underestimated me or, or us as a defense. They, I don't. I think that they didn't realize that. We were going to be on top of our game, and I mean, uh, we didn't we didn't know who, what quarterback they were going to start, but we just played our game. Is that hard to you know prepare for, not knowing who is going to be the quarterback, or you guys have to do what you guys are used to doing and just keep going? Yes, like we we didn't really care who was starting at all. We just knew that we had to play our game. And you know, how much confidence does this kind of give this group moving forward? You guys forced turnovers, you held them. You know, they got some yards late in the game, but for the most part, you guys held them in check. How much confidence does this group have moving forward? Oh, this is big. This is real big. Uh, I think that we're going to move forward and turn up the rest of the year. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, Chris. Chris Rouse down there. A lot of Griffins around there right now. And I think he's got uh, <laughs> Mr. Bunny down there. It is Sean Rouse. He gets his touchdown 
on the eight-yard throwback to him. Let's go down and hear from Sean Rouse. That's right. Here's Sean Rouse. Touchdown, eight-yard run for you. Is that a play that you guys practiced before? Take me through that one. Um, we've had two years to try and practice that, but it's the, that was the first opportunity that we got to call it. What, what were your thoughts, emotions before the, before the snap going up for that play? Um, I need to catch the ball, and I can't drop it because it's a fumble. So, and then, the ball. then once you got the football, just you know, just wide-eyed and going for the end zone. Um, well, that's you, that's how it's supposed to work. But I saw three people, so and one blocker. So, but I am kind of slow, like like Jared says. So I had to just make a move. And you have all your teammates here with you right now, just kind of supporting you. Still, just you know, how big was this win for you guys today? It was amazing. It was fun to start out, you know, fast, actually score on the first drive, and keep it keep it moving. You talk about scoring on the first drive. The offense went down first four possessions, scored. Is that kind of the tempo? What you guys want to do, you know, week in and week out, set the tempo early for the games like this? Definitely. If we start fast, we're we'll be a good team. So, all right. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. All right, Chris, thank you very much. Sean Rouse, a man of little words, but, uh, again, he's a heck of a football player, a four-year starter at left tackle, and finally gets into the end zone. That was that was pretty special to see that. Uh, very special. And, uh, you know, we saw a lot of different looks from Dave Brown. I'm not sure that's one of the looks I thought we would see. But, uh, you know, it all starts with deception down on the goal line, and, and it's hard to score in the red zone mm-hmm. because the field shrinks. Uh, you got to have a lot of tricks up your sleeve and the running and passing game, and definitely, as Sean said, been working on that one for two years, and as a lineman, you probably never expect to have that one called, but boy, when you do, you want to make sure, because it's probably going to be your only shot to do it, and they executed it well, and, and he had to show his athleticism to get in, and, and, and happy for him, and, and just happy for this team, and I thought he said it, get off to a fast start. That's something that this team has not done uh, the first four games. And, you know, fairness to last week, I guess I would say the fact they didn't score on their first possession means they didn't get off to a fast start. But, uh, again, this was a different type of game. And, boy, they had the pedal to the dashboard quickly, early, often. And any shot Washburn thought they would have had really was taken away in the first quarter. And a great job by this team to come out on the road and get it done. In the first quarter, the Griffins had 200 and 32 yards of offense in the first quarter alone. So they got it to a tremendous start, scored in the first four possessions, and rolled to a 46-21 victory here in Topeka. We'll come back with more of the Hy-Vee postgame show. Hy-Vee making lives easier, happier, and healthier, located at 201 North Belt Highway in St. Joseph. Missouri Western. Missouri. You can do your stuff down there now. Don't worry about us, Chris. Do your do your thing. It's all right. Millie's already got it for me. Center down to Chris Ross. Millie's already got you know the players for me, so I'll just get Willie when he's done with you. Okay. <coughs> he is heading up there, though. I saw him. Perfect. And Pori's up twenty three nineteen in the third. Southern's up twenty eight to twenty one in the second. Man, I'd say 28-7, Pitt and Lincoln, that's a, that's a victory for the Tigers, isn't it? Uh, Central just tied it at 28. Southern's quarterback is 18 out of 23 for 264 in the first half. Meanwhile, the Riverhawks, not so much. <laughs> no. 44-3. They, holy shit, Carney has ran the ball. For 460 yards on 29 carries. Oh, my. They're averaging 16 yards a carry. 
Jesus. That southern QB must be okay. Yo, whoa, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Yeah, she didn't want to stand there, so. Really? 23-18. We were just talking about this. Carney's ran for 460 yards on 29 carries against Northeastern State. (laughs) 23-19. Emporia leads Northwest. There we go. We continue with the Hy-Vee post-game show. Hy-Vee making lives easier, healthier, and happier as the Griffins happy today. And they defeat the Washburn Ichabods here in Topeka for their seventh straight win away from Spratt Stadium. They defeat the Washburn Ichabods 46-21. I am Dave Rigert with Chris Roush and Brett Easley. And let's talk to Missouri Western head football coach Matt Williams after the 46-21 victory here against Washburn. And first and foremost, what a start for you guys, 232 first quarter yards you score in your first four possessions what a tremendous start on both sides of the football i agree you know they came out um we, like i said we've been talking about it all week and it's something that we have to get better at you look at your weaknesses you look at things you're not good at and that was thing that was a punch in the face you know for this beginning of this year of not playing well in the first quarter and half so we uh you know credit out to our you know offensive staff and then our de- defense played fairly well early there too so when we're both playing it, it looks pretty good you know um, we still had a few mistakes here and there we took the ball away which changes the game dramatically as you could see um, so that was that was good to see because we hadn't been taking the ball we've been doing some good things on defense but we weren't taking it away and um, so that was that was really good to see and gave our offense some momentum and did some good things so a lot of different things and. and- Again, Coach Brown will script the first 15 plays or so, but you guys are able to script a lot of stuff today and uh, lots of different wrinkles with your offense, getting a lot of guys. 11 guys caught the football today after 10 guys caught it last week. We've talked about the depth. We were talking about it on, on the air, but just a lot of different things early in this football game from your, your offense. Yeah, they, they do a really good job, you know, kind of breaking down on the opponent and looking at their weaknesses. And, and uh, what's what's really good is that, you know, we have a bunch of, you know, really good kids that can play, you know, and if you have just play with 11, there are, there's about 30 of them that are upset, you know, on the sideline. So, and it's, and it's you know, as coaches, you get, you're upset a little bit too because, you know, they all have really good – there's a lot of potential across the – all the way across there. And, you know, we had some – man, Jaden Richardson, we've been waiting for him to come on. He was starting awesome. to come on, isn't he? He was a – he's an unbelievable basketball player that, you know, he's, heck, he only played one year high school football pretty much. And we've been waiting. We've seen it in practice a little bit here and there. But, you know, that first catch. He bobbled a couple mm-hmm. times, caught down there, and then when he went up and grabbed that post, man, he looked like he was coming, like he's above the rim on that one, coming mm-hmm. down with that one. So that was great to see, and he's still a little pup too. So it was good. I thought Wyatt played pretty pretty good. I mean, he stood in there, took some shots, threw some balls, connected when he was, I mean, people right in his face. Avoided so. some sacks, threw under pressure, escaped some, some situations that were a little hairy at times, and um, completed 64% of his passes. He and threw some balls away when it wasn't there. 
Yeah, it was smart. He, was, he, did, he made some really nice plays. I mean, you watch what they did to us last year. I mean, they blitzed the crap out of us, and we hit them on some big plays. So, real, it's, real, when you watch this game, it was a little bit different. They were kind of hesitant to blitz a little bit. They did and had some success at times, but we were able to pick a few up and, and, and then, you know, threw some hot routes and threw some different things on them to, to try to counteract that and kind of slow them down a little bit. You know, we were looking back over the last 10, 15 years and have not found another team to have 500 yards of offense in three consecutive games. You've done that now in three straight weeks. Your offense has kind of found a little rhythm, hasn't it? It has, and uh, they're, they're, we're just we're connecting all the dots, you know, and we're making, you know, our, our passing is consistent. Our catching the ball, we're catching the ball with strong hands out in front of us, and not with our body a bunch, and going and attacking the ball. And then you're, you know, when you're able to run the ball as much as we do with our counter and power um, and different things like that, and you're going to get those safeties coming up and filling the gaps and, and playing very active. And what happens is it leaves space and one-on-one routes where if you have big guys like we do, that's what we recruit. We want some big athletic guys that can, you know, even though you could be a great job covering a guy at a corner, but those guys are usually a bit smaller and everything and ends up and he jumps up there and uh, makes some makes some great plays. So I'm cheering like, by the Ichabods right now because like I think someone we, just got engaged. Well, I think one of the players just asked his girlfriend to uh, marry him. I think she said yes. So, congrats for the Ichabods today. That was awesome. Griffins win at forty six twenty one here. Mine in was Topeka. way better though, Dave. Mine, mine was way better. What was yours? Tell me about it. You got a good story here or not? <laughs> no, it wasn't that good. It was terrible. But um, <laughs> I know you got to say it now. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was good. It was Give good. the headset to your wife who's with us tonight, and I, I want to find out exactly what happened. She will choke up on the radio, so we probably don't want to do that right now. <laughs> No, but she's awesome. So it was, it was good. But this is, you know, she got to come. You know, we had some wives come on the trip, and um, Coach Watts is. A that good doesn't job. tell me about how you did it. Do what? The proposal? What happened? <laughs> you can't bring it up and not say anything. It was down in Arkansas when we did it. Uh, <laughs> I was down in Arkansas. U and UAM. We call it. You ain't much, but. <laughs> I shouldn't have probably said it on the radio, but they were zero and thirty-three when we got there, and Ainer and I, and uh, we were we had our, our rental house and. and the, as for Mary, luckily I said yes. It's been a blessing ever yeah, since. She asked you. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps me in line for sure. Okay, maybe the most, the eight most impressive yards today, the throwback to Sean Rouse. The Benson Bunny gets in the end zone. He said it's been in the works for a couple of years. Is that true? Yeah, we've had it since, you know, probably last year, started working on it and doing it and had an opportunity to do it. And it's, it, it's tough. I mean, it's almost in, possible to defend if you got a fairly athletic quarterback to do the throwback and he was athletic enough it was looked a little scary it wasn't wide I, open for sure <laughs> no it looked a little bit scary but he uh, he did a good job and we worked on it we working on it every week you know at least a couple times a week so it was good play and then we had a then we did another little two-point i like that too, too absolutely that try to do some you know some different things and um, give some you know advantages because when you looked at it you know gave us an extra two points and then when they started they had a couple big plays and got back in the game a little bit and I was like oh okay we're up 15 you know and I felt felt good just those extra points so right. we we try to break down as much as we possibly can to um, to give ourselves an advantage you know with there's you know because then there's there's weaknesses all the way across the board and and I'll take the first to blame and you're going to ask me a second but our special teams was terrible today and I did a horrendous job doing that um babel obviously electric kick electric kick returner and punt returner we didn't get a chance um we didn't um he only got one i think one opportunity catch 
he probably should have four four or fair catch that one. But and then kickoff wise, I try to do a couple too. I uh, try to do too many things. We try to change up some of our returns and should have just kept doing what we were doing and uh, try to take advantage of stuff. And I got too cute and uh, it cost me big time. So I'll definitely. Uh, apologize to the kickoff return team for that and Trey. So, uh, but otherwise, I thought we did pretty good. We had a block punt uh, that was total miscommunication. We had a shift um, that uh, was supposed to happen, and they ended up snapping the ball. So everybody was waiting for the shift, and they didn't call <laughs> shift. It was won't say any names, but it didn't say shift, and they should have shifted, and that's why we ended up having a block punt. So I'm very, very. That's my wife goes. Are you not happy? I'm like, no, I'm not because. <laughs> Special teams. There's always uh, something in there. Yeah, it was, I, I wasn't. I'm not going to be very comfortable this week in the special teams. So, I'm ask you about your defense too. As we talked to Matt Williamson, uh, still some big plays bite you. Uh, a couple. Uh, Drew Sachin got beat one time. Justin Mason got beat late. Uh, d- how did you feel overall about your defense? Uh, I, mean, I think they played average probably today. I mean, it wasn't one of our better performances. I don't think. I thought we played. You know. There were spots where you were. I thought we good. played really good, and like aggressive early, and there was yeah, you're right, spots is the exact word. And then sometimes it looks like we were just hugging people, and uh, that's we're not going to have a lot of success if we continue to do that. So um, we'll we'll continue to work at it, and excuse me, moving. You know, we didn't have Kobe in there, and we've moved some a few people around, kind of made, playing some musical chairs with with some players, but um, Kobe, you know, he'll be he'll be fine. He actually was on the sideline and worked out on. Wednesday and Thursday, so he'll be back for next week. So we're uh, be good to have him back, and then um, it allows us to do some different things. We did some different packages too. Um, mm-hmm. Got a lot of really good athletes, you know. So, so three I linebackers think, at times out there. Yeah, I think we had, I think we had about, I think five different packages with a nickel package, and then we put all athlete package, and then we had like a bear package, and we had, I believe it was five of them. So, uh, and that was with Coach Richter. We're just trying to take advantage of the guys that we have, and. Um, and the defenses and, and opportunities that we can do. How about Sam Webb? Finally gets a couple takesaways, and, and he gets three. He gets the, the strip fumble and then the, uh, the recovery and then two interceptions. But um, he's as good as it gets at, at corner, isn't he? It was a big game. Now, he, you know, he uh, it was a challenge because uh, they're the kick returner. I came out. I'm sorry. I'm terrible Letcher, with names. Yeah, yeah he's – he Letcher is he's dynamic. He's and he even spun. You know, luckily that you know we got some good pass rush. He spun Sam around a couple times, and I was like, whew. He's just man. He's so he's shifty. Good, yeah. He's really really good. I, I got a lot of respect for that kid. And um, and so no, but he he Sam did a good job. It was you know probably a, definitely one of his better games here. Um, you know he's usually all, a lot of times in good position and in good spots, and he's big and long, can knock balls down, mm-hmm. but. He he's still a progress, you know, a work in progress too. Because he'll have a couple, couple plays here and there where he just kind of either does his technique is not exactly the way we want or something. And then he's so he's growing. He's just going to continue to get better. You know, he got all year this year and he got another year too. So, but you know, good kid and he worked all hard. I think he got he he had an okay game last week and we kind of challenged him a little bit and. Um, so it was good to see him uh, to rise up and respond to that. Griffins went at 46-21. to 21. They are now 3-2 and two and return home after a couple of weeks on the road. They'll take on Missouri Southern coming up next Saturday at 4 o'clock. Coach, congratulations. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Again, that's Matt Williamson at Football Coach. The Griffins will come back with more of the Hy-Vee Post Game Show as we continue right here on the Griffins Sports Network. 